Welcome back to Memento Mori. Session 14. Tim runs back. Sarah's out sick. Oh, we're starting. Yeah, you know, why not? <laughs> I just started. You need to do a countdown. <laughs> I, I was like, this. Uh, <laughs> just like, we're doing it live. I just thought it'd be good to go. We don't have like, so. got a bunch of shit on the table oh, still. Man. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's all good. Um, so, uh, Sarah's out. Tim's back. Let's roll some initiative. Yeah, maybe I'll roll more than a two. I know, oh my god. <laughs> Three! Oh my god. Did he get more? It was more. You asked for more. Yeah. Oh, that's you terrible. Were not Mine's terrible too, so. You were not specific, sir. Did you I adjust your primary attribute bonuses too, everybody? If you mm-hmm. change your I, stats, you have to change those too. Mm-hmm. Impacts every. I'm just glad thing. you saw that. Like it wasn't just making stuff up. You can remove equal stuff. She's not there. Oh, you yeah, know. I put her over here. Okay. Where are we at, Mr. Killjoy? Eleven. Eleven. We're at least I'm double world. digits. <laughs> hey, it's the same as before. Chuckles off. I I can't be. Okay, well, she, she's yeah. not paying. Sabella's not paying attention to me. Thirteen. Thirteen. Nope. 15. She was too busy rubbing it in my face. Oh, well, you're not even changing. Yeah, I got a 15 so you're welcome. Well. <laughs> uh, what's your, who's the highest? Uh, perception six. is 6. All right, roll it off, kids. Roll off. 2. 8. Okay. 15 A and B. That's how we're doing it, right? Yep. Sure. Yeah. Works. Okay. That works. Roll D6. Let's do some coins tonight. One, two, six. There's always one of this. Oh, yes. Three. Rock and roll. Roll D6, Tim. Did you get a four? Cool. Yeah, I was like, roll out one. Oh, yeah, it's the the raising flag in the star. The star of. I'm I'm surprised you all haven't taken those dice yet. You need to take the six sides I handed out. Because they're more heavily weighted toward rolling sixes for me. What sixes are we doing? Oh, those. I'm I'm just kidding. They're not. Um, wouldn't that be a gas though? Yeah. Somebody creates a starter kit and like waits the dice yeah, to waits roll dice. well. Six. And then they get you obsessed with the game because they're you're like, wow, I do so well in this game. I know. Like, I'm gonna go out and buy my own custom can dice you, and we're like garbage. I know. Can you imagine <laughs> that any starter kit would do that? No. That'd be so terrible. That would be terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're back to session fourteen. <laughs> yeah. Did I miss something in the week that I was gone? <laughs> yeah, it's like no. No. It's just like you need a starter box for uh, the dice. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so well, we... That's good for the game. That's right. Yeah. What's good for the game is good for the game. Uh, yeah. Um, so we're back. Uh, it is session 14. Um, let's pick up where we left off last time. We kind of did a lot of just like kind of cleanup, I think. It was kind of like did. the, po- the post-post. It was the turning the quests part. You know, that's the right. Session. That's right. It was checking out the quest box. <laughs> That's right. Let's talk about what happened. The fast travel session. Yeah, so we were able to get out of uh, the sewers after quite a while. Um, Hiram had a bit of a uh, experience down below. He did. Uh, with another dream question mark with the friendly spider. You know, uh, although this time I do believe he aimed to memorize it, so that's good. Um, we got out. We basically were been sp- spreading the rumor that the coins are cursed, that they should be thrown down the well. Um, oh. You know that less. Is it working? Yeah. It seems to be. Yeah, like slowly, like 
when we came back to go up, we noticed a number of uh, bitten pieces thrown down the well. And nice. So, yeah. And then we uh, went to the doctor. We got patched up. Um, we left the big giant rat with him and the uh, night soil corpse that we found. We left with him as well. We turned in, or we uh, met with Arlo Stoolman. Yeah, we met with Stoolman. Kind of talked to him about the big giant rats, potentially about flooding the underneath city to help flush things out. Um, yeah, and he's really appreciative that we brought the Night Soul person back. Um, and yeah, so we got some coins. Uh, he wants the the giant rat to mount on his wall. Uh, he invited us to the funeral of the woman. Yeah, invited us to the funeral. Um, yeah, I don't think we did any shopping. We we did some showering and bathing, though, when we went back to Big Quarry's. You did. <laughs> uh, smelled like shit. Yeah, we smelled like shit. Waste the money, it's raining. <laughs> That's what you kept saying. <laughs> Sabella was able to finish training the dogs that we had... Uh, Rescued from. I have another puppy. Nice. Yeah. So, yep. Another puppers. And, uh. Oh, I still don't have a sheet for him. I'm getting it for you right now. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And then we kind of discussed, uh, so what do we do from here? And well, I actually. started a kind of a conversation with Hiram. Yeah, in fact. How'd that go? What happened? I, I, I told my prophecy. And we try to just, you know, pick it apart. Decided to try to figure out what to do next. Um, That's right, because we know that only the only person who's receiving dreams is, yeah, Hiram. Mm-hmm. But are, are they waking dreams, or are they actually dreams where you sleep? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. We'll go with both. <laughs> so we go with both. Yeah, both them all. Yes. Yeah, both all of them, as Dan would say. Uh huh. That's when you have three or more. <laughs> well, both three both or more of all dreams. is two. Both all of them is three or more. <laughs> we had three dreams, right? So we were kind of like talking about what we need to do next. But the, something was handed to Hiram too in the streets. Yeah, they, they. Well, someone left a a. Uh, a letter with Ethel, Ethel Flowers to, to hand deliver to Hiram. Would you hand that to uh, Tim? Would you grab that for? This is Kay. not the printer you're looking for. That's right. It's just the top sheet only. Top sheet. Not the bottom. Yeah. Perfect. Puppy. Yeah. So he received a, a letter, a mysterious letter that Ethel gave to him. Who gave it to her? Was a hooded woman. Uh, it was a very cryptic message. The company's promised to be good, but took far more than good folk should. The lock wood withers as they take, and the druids made a grave mistake. Well, I'm not gonna <laughs> rhyme, so. <laughs> What was the what was the what was the dream he received? Like what were the words? The puppy's cry brought you forth, but can you complete the hero's course? Find the quest where rains make riches, where Cheswick's son 
Cheswick's only son vanishes, where mi- miners aren't allowed to go, where gardens of Hermosti grow, where woodsmen hunger for escape, where screams keep farmers wide awake, where tools and materials disappear, where a miner died in fear, or where a postal thief interferes, face these tests to reveal more verses to end the t- eternal night. Curse of curses. So, Cryptic where can this, where can miners not go? I thought we've already been in the sewers. But they can't we discover rats well, and money. It's, well, they were talking about that. They picked up the Engager, a copy of the Slaughter Pine Engager. And what was the front story? Plot hook. <laughs> <laughs> extra, extra, read all about it. Borgo mm-hmm. Cheswick was missing. Yeah, there was that, and then another story about the Spring Hill Jack. Yeah, the vigilante that's going across the dregs and saving people or hurting people. Can't tell. Robbing people, you know, a little bit of everything. It's all good. Can't tell if he's good or not. Kind of like us. Some of the stories are good, some are bad. We're we're good people. We're just Maybe about he's robbing from the rich and kids. giving to the poor. I mean, there were rich people there that are slumming it, right? right. I mean, let's just be straight. We're about as neutral as it gets, guys. No, we're good people. We're good people, all right? We're good people. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> My family. Um, we're good adjacent. Like, kind of close. We're aligned with good in a fashion, right? Like parallel. Yeah. We're not going to quite meet. Opportunist. <laughs> Where there's darkness, there's opportunity. Have, have, we, have we killed anybody? Yes, but they were all bad. But they all deserved it. We think. They were all bad. They all tried to kill us first. Good thing. Yeah. Okay, not all of us have only tried to kill people that tried to kill us first. There you go. I mean, there were some hang-ups. If we're going to go with a group dynamic here, we got to take responsibility for the actions of the entirety of the group. Uh, but we didn't see any of that. Uh, we didn't see it. Didn't see it happen. Yeah, we didn't see it. And plus, he was a criminal. <laughs> Stop, criminal scum. <laughs> sure. Stop right there. <laughs> you know what? Justify. That's yeah. Right, justify. Anyway, but yeah, so we so found out. So it's like out. the whole he drew first. I was justified. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming right for us. <laughs> I was justified. Anyway. So, where did you guys get on said? That's a lot of confusing shit. So we were between going to find out about Cheswick, the missing son, because that was mentioned in the poem thing, or looking into the Spring Hill Jack. We couldn't quite decide. No, we Spring Hill Jack was a back of the engager small story at the bottom in the margins. But we keep hearing Section about Section C, guy, as right? they say. Yes. We've heard about this guy multiple times. But we have no idea where he is, whereas the Cheswick family, we know where they are because you knew Cheswick. Yeah. Knew of the Cheswicks. Yeah, I knew of the Cheswicks. Uh, so. They're from your burg? No, but they make gunpowder. So... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Something I'm very interested in. So that's where we ended. Interesting. So we haven't. We didn't really come to a conclusion about what to do next. So do we think this family's going to let us? Are we offering our services as the rat catchers? Is that what we're going to try and play this as? I mean, we could definitely use our reputation to get us in the door. We'd like to. We'd like to help you retrieve your son. 
I mean, was there any mention of a reward for information, location, rescue, anything like that? In the oh, yeah. There is a... It said... <coughs> and we didn't. Seeking, seeking uh, intrepid adventurers. <laughs> intrepid adventurers. We didn't come to a conclusion Those who are willing we to brave the eternal night. To search for our son. Yes. I mean, it can't be worse than the Shitta, right? We hey, above ground. We didn't decide what we wanted to do with them, those rats either. They're still down there. Well, I thought you guys were giving them a pass. I would. <laughs> Most of us, sure. Hey, rat. I like your coat. <laughs> really nice. Most of us were fine with just leaving them be unless they do something else. So how do you modify them? not 100% true of the entirety. I watched that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was funny. Oh yeah, it was great. Yeah. Hey, Brad. Hey, Brad. I like your bow tie. Or then Mark Wahlberg's like yeah. chewing out Andy's, and then he does the thing. Well, we know about the thing. Sad you motherfucker. You fix that, right? Well, they aren't supposed to be. Or we bandage that. Well, they aren't supposed to be attacking <laughs> anyone else. The coins is just a. Bonus thing. Okay. Okay. I'm in the metal oh. cup beside the computer, real quick. Sorry, let me interrupt. The metal what? cup beside metal the computer. Cup. By the oh, by right there. there. Yep. Thank you. Sorry, I'm interrupt. Um, I forgot this earlier. <clears throat> anyway, I gotta get back into that voice. <laughs> <laughs> so she's not supposed she's not supposed to be sending anybody to attack at this point because we solved their problem with the shit demon. So technically. By our promises, um, they're not supposed to be attacking anymore. Right. Now, whether that'll happen, well, we kind of have to wait till I guess, somebody dies by a rat to find out. However, Hiram would like to just kill them all. That way everyone's safe. But we don't know how many there are. Once again, when we went down there, there was like 20, 30. And how you plan on doing it? Go down there and kill them all. Like we did with the boo boo monster. The shit guy. The greatest metal middle. There are many ways to kill. Uh, there are many ways to skin cat. Burn them out, smoke them out, flush them out. Mm, Chop so the you, bits. You I don't would, care. You would rather do it the coward's way. As long as they're dead, I don't care. <laughs> they're rats. I mean, they served. <coughs> Did they do what, I mean, realistically, have they done what we asked? Yes. Uh, Remy led us back out of the sewer when we caught back up with him, so yeah, they've stuck to what they said they would do, and, and I pull out the coin, the special coin. She wasn't necessarily supposed to give this to us, but she did. Oh yeah, that's the thing you little stuff wanted, right? Yeah. So, I'll take that, she says. As she kind of, she's been looming behind Lady Sibella the hot entire time in the shadows. She every snatches every breathing intensity. <laughs> you make me worry a lot. I'm fine, she says. Yeah, I started I'm at like now. started like paranoia level four, but I'm getting to like a six now. You be careful with that. Maybe you should be careful. Well, I guess I guess we leave it be then. We're gonna regret it, but we're regretting everything we do. Come on. You mean we'll regret it? <laughs> it is too early. 
It was very early in the morning in the were, big course. You had so much time you trained your dog. It can't be that early. I get up earlier than you. No, that's your fault. So, <laughs> back to this. So back to things that we actually have information on and potentially a plan to go after. At this point, it's, do we try to go find out more about the Spring Hill Jack or do we go after the Cheswick family and possibly get a reward? Since we know nothing about Spring Hill Jack, I would go with the Cheswicks. Where yeah. are the Cheswicks? They're in the smelt sacks. Oh, that's really close. Yeah, that ain't too far from Barstown. Or we go down to the cemetery. Go down to the cemetery, dig up the body, and figure that situation out, and then we can make friends with the Augie Augier. And that was Hiram's other option. What are we doing with the bodies? We could also look through bodies and see if it is a person who is missing. Do you know what Cheswick looks like? We need to get description. Um, nah, really, no. Well, then maybe I mean, we go not to the, the... Not the kid. Well, I mean, then... all kids look alike. You sign enough pigskins, you hand them out, you give them a champ, you know, they're happy. Good job, champ. Exactly. Glad your fans mean so much. Well, I mean, when everyone's your fan, it's hard to remember names. Everyone. <laughs> and everyone loves the champ, right? Back in 213, I threw that piskin halfway across Circuit Fields. 19 yards! Okay, so I guess we could go to the Cheswick family and see more information, maybe find out what this kid looks like, other that, than a kid. That's smart. And then we can go look at bodies and see if one does match. That's smart. We should do that. That way we're... You know, multitasking. When's this deadline on us seven to get? Uh... We got like three weeks. All right. That's what I'm saying. Get it over with. That way, if if my prophesying is anything to go by, we might need need some holy water and such to deal with the hermosity. Yeah, but your prophesying also said we needed to go after this kid. But which yeah. one? Which one was first? The kid. <clears throat> Sounds like. Oh, let's see here. Yeah, I reckon it was the kid. So that's I think, the I think paper, you gotta right? go clue to clue, right? Yeah. And plus, this one's in the paper. Like that's more immediate. Mm. And it's possible this kid's not dead and will be if we wait. Every now and then, there are prophecies that are made, and when someone is. Even such a prophecy, we refer to them as the chosen one. You are the chosen one. There are many things that you're the slayer. That uh, <laughs> you know you could do, but don't go thinking that because you are the chosen one that you are that you are meant to succeed. So you must think carefully. Believe because me, I had my share of bad luck in this life. Oh yes, we have had many chosen one who met an, an ill fate before. They succeeded at what they were supposed to do. It's interesting how how you can just come up with the chosen one. Oh, we need the chosen one. You, you're the chosen one. Well, the next one can always be the chosen one. That's how the prophecy works. One dies, the next one comes. But right now, you're the one. I was the chosen one once. So first round draft pick. That was me. <laughs> Straight so, off the plowshare. Yeah. First round. First stringer. <laughs> yeah. So, do they mean Copper Hill for the field of Hermosty? We don't know. Well, it only makes sense. That's where the the graveyard is. 
I mean, it said Garden of Hermosti somewhere, and it says something about the mines, so it could be underground somewhere, too. Well, yeah, Copper could, Hill is both a mine and where the the graveyard is. Yeah, we could always uh, go and ask uh, Selsnia where she keeps her, uh, her musty seats, you know? What? He's joking. Where, where she sews them, you know? I would think it'd be the what? opposite with her. Doesn't she it want to keep says them says something about where the Hermosti grow or something the like garden. that. The garden's where they grow. Yeah, yeah that means garden is oftentimes referred to as the graveyard. The graveyard. Yeah. And How do you guys not know this colloquialism? He's, he's, he's saying that you could plant seeds and make an undead. And where does she keep the seeds? He's joking. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was trying to figure things out here. You two are always joking. I'm not joking. I am. That's me. I mean, I'm the comic relief. I'm watching you. If I said what I was truly thinking... What would we... We'd maybe get somewhere? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Let's do this kid thing, and then let's go out to Copper Hill. Well, let's do the kid thing and see where that leads us All first. right, let's go to the kid thing. Because, hell, maybe the kid's an undead, and he's because, growing right, in a garden. Mine, graveyard, all in the same area. That sounds pretty... Yeah. What are those words? If you should be anything, okay. it's efficient. There we go. Smart person saying the words. That's what we got to do. Yeah. Sure. Listen to me, then. I got it. <laughs> Say, uh, work smart, not work hard. See, that's the joke I got. I got that one. As you look across the way, you can see the old grandfather clock right in the entrance of um, Big Corey's pit. And it looks like it is currently 10 a.m. As you look out the windows, it's pitch black. Well, I suppose it's time to go call in the Cheswicks. Yeah. Let's go. To the smelt snacks you go. Who has the light? Uh, I think I had the light. Oh, well, I don't know. I, I've got some. Yeah, I had a light, but that was why we were down in the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Uh, that's I spent all the torches I've bought. I, I think have... we spent three hours of light down below. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that means I lost... Well, Tim, you weren't you were here, so okay. don't worry about marking it off. I um, used mine. Story stuff, you'd still be responsible to look for. Okay. Just for your inventory, don't worry about taking it off. So, you leave um, Big Cory's pet. I was just by myself, so I figured I should. And um, a, a little bit about the smelt stacks that you all know pretty well. Um, the, the pool mining operation pulls copper and iron from Lockwood's Hills and then all that ore gets smelted down the smelt stacks and turned into bars, tools, jewelry, weapons, and other items. Um, some gets sold down the Brightwater River, um, but a lot of it ends up in shops in smelt stacks. And as you kind of enter this district, it stinks of fire, sulfur, and smoke. Um, it's pretty, pretty horrendous, in fact. Um, the, the smell is actually kind of overwhelming. So yeah, it, it, you can, it smells of, of, of sulfur and smoke. The whole borough rings with the sounds of hammers and carts crunching across gravel roads. And everything glows with this haze of smoke and burns with the heat and the many furnaces, despite the fact that the eternal light has fallen. In fact, um, if you wish, you can travel through smelt stacks without a lantern, but you'll always be in fleeting shadows. Imagine like a hellish orange glow over the entirety of this borough 
that's what it's like. It's all pitch black and cauldrons and smoke and gravel roads everywhere you can see. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's save our light. And, and despite the fact the eternal light has come, the hammering and the hissing, can, the smell stacks continues. Um, as you all have heard, at least in the Slaughter Pine Engager, you know that crime is on the rise of this borough. Um, and the watch never really patrolled the smell stacks. And in the eternal light, they're completely gone. Like, they're nowhere nearby. Um, however, you know that there has been a group of people uh, who are reputed to be um, smiths and smelters who have lost work, um, wear masks, and call themselves the Smelt, Smelt Stacks Militia. That they patrol the streets seeking vigilante justice against those who commit crimes in the borough. Like, the people, when you, pretty much everyone in the Smelt Stacks knows one another, if you're not from here, you stand out. Um, and there's a lot of eyes constantly watching you. You feel like um, that you feel alien to this burrow, even more so in the eternal night. Like beneath the din of the hellish orange light down alleyways, you feel like hoods and faces turn toward you from men, women, and children. Um, as you wander through here, as I can tell you're from the out, from you're not from around here. This black and gray gravel's beneath everywhere, and you constantly hear the crushing and crackling of gravel no matter where you go. But this whole borough is is always busy, and you can always hear the sounds of of industry kind of all around you. Um, Do they work twenty four by seven here? Yes. Wow. Having Not worked really. at the mines, am I at least slightly more familiar in this area? Uh. Do you know that you the pool mining operation, which is where you guarded, uh, was out in the Copper Hills. Okay. So it's nowhere near really. This is where it's all taken to be refined. Okay. Um, yeah, you were you the work that you did was a, around a place called the Pool Copper Mine. Yeah. Um, which is in the Copper Hills, actually at the base of Mount Ashford. Which is like the only active volcano in the Arborian Peaks. Um, you know, the Slaughter Pine itself sits kind of at the foot of this great mountain range that leads up to the capital. Um, the mountains can st are still, it's, for those who have went out into the Lockwood Return, they said you can still see the Arborian Peaks beyond the darkness. Yeah, that the eternal night actually, this pall of darkness extends deep into the woods. It's not just strictly around Slaughter Pine itself. But what was, I thought it was also that if you walked, it basically threw you back, right? You couldn't, you can't get out of it. You can't walk out of it. So yeah, some folks have returned and went barbie. Like Lily have went barbie from, from wandering into the darkness. They found their way back and talk about strange things, babblings, people who were upright citizens who were, who were desperate, tried to flee and came back uh, gibbering Barbie people. Chosen. Speaking yeah. <laughs> of very strange things. Chosen. Chosen like you. <laughs> yeah. Riddled with strange waking nightmares. I mean, you're talking to spiders, man. I mean, I don't know. But they're real. So, uh, 
you kind of yeah. walk through this this area, and you you know primarily what you know about the Night Watch is the Night Watch has like there's an actual system of justice in Slaughter Pine. You know they only number twenty. There's only twenty of them in the entirety of the seven thousand souls that live inside of Slaughter Pine and more, because merchants have been marooned here because of Eternal Night. And you know that the Order Magistrate Goodchild is the judge. There is a system of law and order in this city. The Smeltstacks militia a little different. They're going to judge during execution or on the spot. You've heard people who just who, who've been summar, summarily executed in the streets of the Smeltstacks. And, and not not in a sense where they've hung people, but they've actually thrown people into the, into the burning coals. Where they've thrown people into the, the molten metal. Like a very horrendous way to go. I am the law. And what's your current chaos ranks at? Eight. Yeah. With the with the lights going low, right as Lady Sabella turns the lights, in, in the fleeting shadows, you feel like there's eyes on you all around. Like there's something out there lurking in the darkness that you can't see. Hiram. Anybody else close to their chaos? Yep. Ranks. How many chaos ranks do you have? Eight. You're not quite sure what to make of this yet. You've never been to the smell stacks. You really had a reason to be here. You know that the pool family that you worked for sends a lot of their material, but as does the arbors. The arbors also have mines recently and sawmills, but that's a, another story for another time. So what I'm getting is like a sinking feeling, or is it like... Yeah, I think I could actually... You, sniff this out if I took the time. You, you to get so. a sinking feeling about this. The deeper you get into the smelt stacks, the more uncomfortable you grow. Sabella's gonna light her lantern. So, not Sabella. Sabella does not feel this way. Oh, she doesn't. Okay. Hiram feels this oh. way. Oh, well then, oh. yeah. Yeah. I thought, I thought you said anybody would. No, no, no. Just, just Hiram. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just Hiram. So you constantly have like an orange or pale yellow glow coming from somewhere, and every corner you turn, you see the you see the sparks kind of shoot out across an anvil as large steam-powered hammers are crushing tin flat. As the place, despite the turn of the eternal night, is constantly busy, the air choked with noxious fumes, and you find yourself as you begin to ask around, spend an hour of lantern light, if you would, please. Um, you find yourselves, if you ask around, you find your way toward Cheswick Estate, which is a distance out from here. You can hear the sounds of birds and insects, and you can still, as you kind of wind your way up this long hill, you can, you can look down below into the smelt stacks, and you can see the kind of softly throbbing orange light coming from the foundries. Uh, you know that one of the primary foundries in the smelt sacks, in fact, is the uh, pool foundry and refinery. Um, it's the largest by any means. It's not. There's no storefront, but it's where a lot of workers and smiths go to. Um, it continues business as usual, and you can see it burning and glowing here, even as you wind your way toward the Cheswick Estate. You find the gravel roads, or sorry, the, the surrounding stone buildings and the iron piping and stove top stove piping and such is replaced with greenery. Uh, these kind of rough looking bushes that somehow like eked out life amid this kind of gray stony escarpment. Imagine Deadwood at night. Um, and you're winding your way uh, toward Cheswick Estate and you can see eventually as you're kind of walking along this gravel road, 
um, there's these two flickering oil oil lamps uh, that flank an, a wrought iron gate built into a red brick wall. Um, torches line this cobblestone path that leads up to a gate right out front of a large white stone mansion with green shutters. And there's somebody who just kind of emerges immediately from behind the gate with a very gruff voice and has a low howler. You can't really see anything but her bottom of her face. And she says, state your business. Why have you come to Chiswick Estate? You can, you can hear the rattling of her armor and her halberd. And she's standing behind the safety of the gate. We were told that there was someone missing that you were looking for people to help find. Intrepid adventures. <laughs> you see the woman's mouth kind of open and gape and you hear this kind of hollow... Sabella? Do I recognize the voice? Indeed you do. It's a woman named Riel. A no-nonsense guard who comes from Mount Sawdust. She was a friendly rival of yours. So this is where you found yourself, huh? I had to find work somewhere here in the Eternal Night. Right. And you? Had to find work somewhere here in the Eternal Night. She, you see her nod. You see her. You see her. You only you can't only see the bottom bridge of her nose and her mouth, and you see this kind of wide pursing of her lips and her gleaming white teeth. Hi right, then. So you came answering about the, from the Engage, I suppose. Yeah, I figured they write enough about us. Might as well uh, respond to some of the other articles. So it's true, you are the rat catches. Yeah, I guess that's the title. We didn't really pick the name, but the name picked us. She leans her halberd over behind the gate and she kind of pulls the key out and kind of turns it. I mean, I'm always more uh, favorable of the Timberwolves, but, you know, the rat catches, they're all right. <laughs> she smiles. The, the gates open up. He's trying to see if you recognize him. He's I just Lester Longarm Killjoy. I don't keep up. Yeah, it's all right. Not many people do. Mm. We At step. least not with me. Too fast. Before we step in, just uh, <laughs> just out of out of curiosity, do you know anything about what's going on? Uh, she says. She pauses. It's best for you to speak to Miss Morgan. She's the major domo for Lady Philippa. Well then, uh, good seeing you. Maybe we can catch up a little bit later. Yeah, can nail something. She uh, lets you inside, and she she's about the same height as Lady Sabella, but she's clearly she's wearing full plate armor. And you enter these grounds that are lit with burning torches. She takes one in hand and walks with them, closing and locking the gate behind her. Um, and she begins to walk you toward this <clears throat> tall, stony white mansion. Um, everything appears to be well-maintained and manicured, despite the fact that it is a smeltstack, although the scent of the sulfur is still very evident here. It lingers, even though there's the fragrance of the bushes and trees and the few songbirds that are here and there. You can see that there is an aviary like a, a tall aviary outside with a number of multicolored songbirds, but the flowers and bushes inside it begin to die. Mm -hmm. 
she, Mor- or sorry, Riel walks you up to the front doors, and she, uh, and the doors kind of open, and you see this this um, Sherbuck-looking woman. She must be in her sixties, kind of plump and friendly-looking, and she she says, "Oh, let me let me take your clo- your coat and cloaks. You'll find plenty of light and refreshments inside." Refreshments. Thank you. Just one more moment before everybody, like mm-hmm. as everybody else steps forward, yeah. she turns back to Rail. So, uh, just out of curiosity, you've been at this post for a bit? Since the eternally eternal night. Then, uh, has that armor been tested? Not yet. Well, she that's smirks. good to know, at least. None have been so foolish enough to try to breach the gates. I suppose you can chalk that up to the Smeltstack's militia. Just curious to see if uh, we happen to have to walk around here exactly what I'm going to be looking at. Yeah, can you find any dangers of knives in here, but poison words and such? You know how these muckety-mucks work. Oh, I'm not worried about the rich people. I can handle them. I'm talking about if we have to walk around on the streets. Ah, uh, the smelters. Well, best to do what you can to stay out of that business, I suppose. Not make yourselves, uh... Not make a ma- not make a fuss of things. Yeah, All the smelt sacks requires a very delicate uh, handling, even despite this breastplate. All right. Well, thank Let's you catch again. up before you go. Yeah, definitely. Step in. <laughs> Inside you go. Could you ask her how she lost the job? Her? I don't know that she did. Well, Find out information first. Your friend was on duty. You, you can hear a horse walking outside the window. As you come inside, you see this kind of well-maintained Victorian architecture, plush furniture. You can see these serious space servants bustling around these perfectly marbled, clean floors. As this Miss Morganth, this older woman, uh, takes your cloaks and whatnot. She says, oh, please, uh, I should accompany, I should take you to the parlor. Lady Philippa is waiting. She smiles. Thank you. As if she was knows who you are. Oh. oh. I mean, Lester assumes everyone knows who he is. Is there anything you need? My name is Ms. Morganth. I've been with the Cheswick family all my life, and I'm here to serve. She gives a slight bow as she escorts you into this um, into this parlor, this well-dressed, well, well-dressed parlor, and you can hear the ticking of a clock, almost ominously. Thank you, Miss Morgan. Yes, thank you. Why do we keep ending up at places like this? Because rich people pay money when they need things done instead of just doing them. Warmth from a a fireplace welcomes you inside. And you can see, in fact, this this parlor is set with chairs, catches small tables, and a long buffet of food. Love a good buffet. Buffet. You can see this large oversized green chair facing the fireplace, and you can sense that there's somebody sitting in it, but they're back to you. 
before reaching anything from the buffet or whatever, <laughs> Sabella's going to head towards the chair. Uh, Chuckles immediately goes towards the buffet. I join him as well. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh squeeze lemonade. Fish on ice. Oh, Bread, cheese, grapes. So, well, I gotta get over here. This is the best thing ever. It appears that there is some sort of revelry, you would guess, but judging by the decor, it appears more like it was a wake. Um, mm. As you can see, as, but as you as you come, but as you come around to the the other side of the chair, you see this in front of the fireplace. This petite middle-aged woman with puffy red eyes, and she's clutching a parchment in her hands. And she flashes you a weak smile as you approach. Give a nod and a slight bow. Uh, Lady Philippa, take it? <clears throat> she she stands up, clearing her throat. She's very short. She's like five foot tall. Um, she straightens her fine, bro- her, her fine brocaded yellow dress. She's not wearing black, so she's not in mourning. Pleased to meet you. I'm Philippa Keswick. You must be the rat catches, I trust. Good. Word travels quite fast in the smeltstacks, eh? What a magistrate Goodchild said, you were upstanding citizens, slaughterpied. Ah. It was hard to find you all, but I knew the rat catchers would answer the calling in the engager. Well, uh, so have been summoned. <laughs> Please, did I look at it as a summoning, but a, a plea for help. This tiny woman kind of emerges from behind the large brocaded chair, and she's she looks wan and small, like very small, um, with with dark tan skin, and her eyes are very puffy. She has deep brown pools of eyes and this big thick mane of gray and brown hair. She looks kind of like um like a like a like a Mexican abuela. She's kind of like an, an older, kind of matronly looking woman, but clearly someone of stock. In fact, you have seen her before, uh, Lester. Uh, Lady F- Lady Philippa Cheswick um, was one of the sponsors of the, t- of the Timberwolves in Arbor Grove. One of the sponsors of uh, Timberwolves in um, Stereo Fields um, because they had imported a ton of black powder into the city. They did not make it, they imported it, though. Please forgive me. I do not know all of your names, but... Please, you must help," she says. Well, I'm Lester Longarm Killjoy. I think we've met before. Perhaps so. But, Pleasure, uh, I suppose. But uh, yeah, we're uh, we're. I think we're here to help, or at least try to help. Yes. We'll take uh, any information you can give us. No matter no matter who she stands in front of, she's always looking up at you. Yeah. Even though even though she has the 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 kind of rigid back and the soft hands despite her her advanced age of being someone of high stock who has made their made their way in the smelt sacks. This is not like somebody who came here and with money it looks like they they built it. Right. A lot as all the families here have done. Right. Well as obviously uh all we know is that what was written in the engager, so could you inform us? Yes. My seventeen year old son Beauregard disappeared a few nights ago and he never came home he's a man grown so I don't really keep much I don't keep track of his comings and goings from the estates was he at your business or do you know where he was at well he Beauregard does not have many friends 
so I thought it was rather unusual. Frankly, I'd hope he had found someone to court. Grandchildren would be such a welcome sight in this old estate. Well, he said it's only been a couple days. Maybe he's out gallivanting. Sorry, just, uh, excuse me. Uh, courting. Oh, no, I don't think so, she says. She lowers her gaze for a moment and looks back up at you. <coughs> I got this letter. She hands it, the feeble hand, to Lester. Uh, Lester not being one with good with words, he hands it to Sabella. The first thing you notice, Lady Sabella, is there's this whole this scroll that you're unfurling is covered in blood. Have your dearest Beauregard. If you want to see him alive and well, leave four barrels filled with gunpowder in Pool Alley and smelt stacks by midnight tomorrow. Don't involve the watch. If you do, Beauregard dies. The clock ticks. Includes this proof we have him. What? What do they mean by that? She turns back toward a table and she has this very small kind of red velvet purse and she. She puts it on the table and she kind of wipes her face. Is that the piece of him? I can get you a toe by three o'clock. She nods solemnly. Not that I question necessarily your ability to tell, but you're absolutely certain it's his. Whatever's in said bag. She nods. His family ring was on it. When was the last time you spoke with him? Or saw him? It had been weeks. Weeks? Beauregard and I live in separate arms of the estate. Oh. He tends to keep to himself and I to the business of, well, to the business that is to be had in Slaughter Pine. And with the coming of the Eternal Night, he had grown even more reclusive, but he rarely, if ever, left the estate. Is, is, there, is there a servant of his we can speak to that might know his schedule better? Man-at-arms. Miss Morgan, my major domo, was his... was his matron, he says. She says. For us of us don't know what those fancy words mean. What does that mean? His witness. Oh. Riel. He spoke with often. You let anyone look through his room? Anything? Notice anything amiss? Well, that is. A, I have been unable to do it myself, a fear of what I might find, and with. With the militia just beyond the gates, Riel has been at her post non-stop. Miss Morganth, of course, has a very close relationship with my son, but she seems distant, I suppose you could say. More so than, before, than usual? Turning about her duties here, she is obviously almost 60 winters herself, but 
nothing unusual, I suppose, for her. There's lots of business to be had. There's much to keep care of here in the estate. Did you comply with what the what the was asking? When I received this letter, I my good friend, the Order Magistrate, good child, Evelyn, was here. She said that the rat catchers had saved her life in Bargetown not but three weeks back, and that I should seek you all out. Well, let's talk to your matron, uh, Matron Domo, uh, Morgan. Morgan. You, as you need, you have run up, you, as you, as you will, if you, if you will assist in this endeavor, if you will investigate the disappearance of my poor son Beauregard, she looks toward the clock, time is of essence. Tomorrow by midnight. She nods. Do you have any, like, do you have any enemies? She nods any, her head. Any competitors? I have enjoyed a, a fruitful, a very, a very fruitful relationship with the pools and the arbors. I mean, when I saw the letter, it reminded me a few days ago. When I was checking our inventories, I did notice some barrels of powder were missing. No one was really able to tell me what happened, so I arranged for only myself to have the key to our to the to our warehouse. Nothing has gone missing since. Mm. I have to wonder whoever's stealing the barrels probably captured Beauregard. So, how many barrels do you have? Well, she says, 137. Oh. And how so, many have gone missing? Seven at this point, but none since I took the key. Hmm. I reckon you probably should be changing that lock in case someone came through and took made a copy of your key. Well, she says, there's a Dunman at the Cheswick Warehouse. His name is Terrell Curlish. He keeps guard at the warehouse now. He may be able to give you more information. Okay. Well, Sabella, you reckon we want to take it on? I mean, you don't want that amount of gunpowder out in the city. That's, uh, that's a whole lot of danger. Well, it's very possible that there's people that don't like us that are the ones asking for it. Well, who wouldn't like us? I... Rats. You will forgive me, but I never heard of you until Lady Evelyn... I'm sorry, that Evelyn had told me of you. She yes. said you're dependable. That's, that's you're good people. We stick to Bargetown and the Dredge. Yeah. It's, it's where the people need us. We try helping where help is needed. I will pay you, she says. If you can if you can bring my son home. Now I could give you 
Ten crowns each. You must understand I am very desperate. If this letter is true and what is the piece of my son that was sent to me, he'll be dead before the stroke of midnight tomorrow. Yes, well, I say at the very least, let us go talk to Morgan and see if this even seems like something we could find information on. Where do they want those uh, barrels delivered at again? Pool Alley, I believe. Yeah, Pool Alley. Alright. Four barrels. Four barrels, that's pretty heavy. Whatever you need, Miss Morgan will assist you here in the estate. Riel will be a good resource to speak with. She knows the comings and goings. And then Terrell Curlish at the Jeswick Warehouse. Well, it seems to me that if uh, we are to take this on, we should probably go now instead of spending time. So I suppose grab what you need to eat. She says, I have your promise that you will see to this. Let us speak with your lady first. Understand that I have to work with my people, and we have to all agree. And I'd like them to know where we may stand before I can say yes or no. Or would you rather that I give you my promise and then we leave in the night? You make a fair point. We'll speak to Miss Morgan. She may be able to help, I suppose. Thank you. You can see that... Um, Literally, yeah, literally lurking in the shadows of this room. You can see Miss Morgan, and she's watching with interest in this entire conversation. As her name is mentioned, she kind of disappears back into the halls of the estate. Thank you, Lady Philippa. One last thing. Mm-hmm. If we don't, are unable to find anything... I would probably do what they said to do. She nods. You never want to live the rest of your life guessing. Sabella's gonna grab a few things of food and then walk yeah. in the hall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can hear this mighty fine eating. You hear the distant ticking of the clock as you come back into the into the main vestibule of the, the entryway of the of the manor. Hmm. Should we uh what should we do? Split this thing up, talk to Morgan, and you go talk to your friend. We should she would have known when they were left, right? We can try that. I don't know. Or we could see who comes to take it and follow them and murder them all. That was another option if we can't figure out before. Then we'd have plenty to eat. Hear me out for a moment. I'm gonna look around. Is Morgan like? No. Close? You can hear you can hear servants shuffling somewhere deeper inside the estate, but you feel the estate is even. You're in a very large room, and although your voice is kind of slightly echo, you feel like you're kind of alone here. Everyone so I'm else is in there. Draw everybody in. Yeah. All right, huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. <laughs> Take a knee. Alright. This is a son that's somewhat estranged from his mother, who is a well-to-do person in this town, and he, say, happens to have friends or have people that are offering him things for said gunpowder. 
it's easy enough to find a finger and to put his ring in a box. I can get your finger by three o'clock. So keep that in mind in whatever we do. But I that. I get you a toe, dude. I can get you a toe three o'clock. So you may not be looking for a nine-fingered man, you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm not saying that's 100%. I'm just saying if you have an estranged mother and somebody's giving you a lot of money for gunpowder, she changes the key so you can't get to it. That's another option. I mean, it seems, seems like an assumption, though. It is. I'm just making sure that we're all looking at all opportunities of where this could lead. Well, oh, yeah. let's yeah. let's let's fill but, in the boxes, so to speak. Figure out what's going on and talk to a few people. Well, I'll go we talk could, to Rael. We could uh, start asking questions, but uh, I mean, are we all of one accord? Do we want to help this woman? I mean, I said we try. I mean, ten crowns for uh, each of us. That's uh. It's a large sum. Yeah, it's a princely ransom. Prophecy says we should do so. Yes. No. I say we. Uh, I mean, what if it was your mother? Well, if it's part of this prophecy, there's probably more to it. Something weird. No one be able right? to pay for me, but <laughs> I'd still I mean, want to help my mother. We go looking for a dog. We find a bar guest. Uh, we go looking for uh, something in the sewers. We find talking rats and you know, smell minnows. Well could be something weird. Maybe it's normal. I'm, I'm betting something weird's <laughs> going on here. S- somebody is obviously stealing gunpowder in, in large amounts. Yeah. There's definitely some sort of gunpowder plot going on here. Anyways, I'm gonna go talk to Rael, then, since it sounds like obviously we're in accord to continue, yeah, at least was, looking into this. Who was the one that was, uh... Morgan. In charge of the warehouse? Was that Morgan? Oh, oh no. no. So that is That's Terrell Curlish. Yeah. So someone could also speak to them if we no. wanted to split up that much. I don't think we should split up that much. We no. We're on the. We're on the. I a say stay in the house. High walled manor. Yeah. It's, we're all safe in here. Let's stay together once well, we're outside. I mean, it'll save time, but. That's fine. Whatever. I don't want to argue fine, about it. Well, we also need to go look at his room. So. Yeah, I can, I can attend to that. Okay, so somebody go find Morgan. Have her <laughs> into the room. Um, I'll go talk to Rael because I know her. And there we go. So, so who have, we seen any, who? have we seen any servants? Other servants? They seem to be kind of scampering maybe beneath, underneath the, the, the manor. You kind of hear their distant echoes and shuffling of feet deeper within the estate, but you don't see any. Miss Morgan. You see the Sherevik elder woman in her mid-sixties kind of emerge from one of the hallways like she was leering about. Yes, she says as she smiles. A very warm smile. A very welcoming smile. I yes. Think I think we're going to help you. Do you go? Master? Mistress? Mistress? Yeah, we're going to help your mistress. Lady Philippa will be most pleased, I'm certain. Your lady, she nods. It, sorry. No. I shall inform her once. Well, no, 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 hold on. We, we need to, we need to, we need a couple things from you. Like, take care of this, Sibylla's gonna slip outside to go talk to Rael. She said you know her better. She know you, you know him better than anyone. That's what she said. She kind of seems taken aback at this for a moment. You see her kind of, her, you see almost like the, if the shadows inside this... <laughs> Inside the estate, almost seemed to shift as her as her mood seems to slightly darken. 
of course I'm worried about Bo, she says. Uh, I mean, I, Yeah, you've worked here your whole life, right? You've known him since he was a babe. You were his wet nurse, and there's, you know, all the connections that come with that. Look, we just want to know, what, 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 what can you tell us so we can try and find the kid? Let's just stop beating around the bush here. Show us this room so we can see if we can find anything and tell us what the hell's going on. What? Where? Where are you born? Where were you born? What? Uh, what? What borough? Oh, uh, not, Hill. Soci- not society. Not society No, Mark Hill. Hill. Okay. So you're not. A, so you're a murderer. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I just you you kind of you go ahead and roll a challenge and scrutinize test. Oh yes, that's, that's, somebody else want to help with that? I could. I mean. Challenging, so it's 31. Uh, no, 63. I failed miserably. You get it, you get it, well, you get a sense that she was probably born very low. We'll say that much. You can tell by the way that she speaks and the, the way she fra- a turn a phrase, so to speak, with her sentences. She was not born a burger or born among the aristocracy, but clearly born low. Uh, you've done well with this family, so we're just trying to help. So, as you said, whatever we can do to find Bo. Right? Let us walk. She smiles. Yes. She kind of daughters, daughters back and forth slowly, walking with kind of a pronounced limp. Perhaps it's her advancing age, or perhaps her gout. Um, she has liver-stained skin. You would guess that she's probably 66 years old. Oh. I stand um, on her bad side and offer my arm to uh, lean on. Uh, she gives a smile. Um, and you get this sense, like, almost immediately, Hiram, that she was probably from the dregs. How she wound up here in this fancy estate, well, that's like... A stroke, a stroke, a stroke, a vast stroke of luck. I raised Bo, yes, and I taught him to respect all folk, not just the muckety muck aristocrats, but all people. I've been working for this family for nearly forty years. Rest assured, the Lady Philippa is not generous. I raised Bo to respect all people. And he had to learn generosity from somewhere, and that was me. From the time he was a boy, Bo made promises to help the poor. Before he left a few nights ago, as she takes you into his room, takes you all into his room. Before he left a few nights ago, he took tea with me. Just me. He told me not to worry if he was gone long, no matter what I heard. He said he finally found a way to help everybody in Slaughterbrain. I'm telling you this because you seem like good folk. But know this. I don't think Bo needs a rescue. So you don't think the finger's real? That wasn't his finger. His own mother couldn't tell. But I raised that boy. I know, she says. I mean... Really, we just want to make sure that he's safe, right? That's what everyone really wants here. She's sitting down in this large four-poster bed near a sycamore desk in a bedroom lit by a low fire on the fireplace. 
Above a wardrobe, you can see a shelf holds several worn and dusty stuffed animals left over from someone's childhood. So, he wanted to help. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> Rub it in. Uh-huh. So, so, he wanted to help. I don't get how so much gunpowder, which is very dangerous, is going to help people. She she kind of looks aghast. I don't know how that's connected to any sort of missing gunpowder. Well, so, I mean, have you seen the letter? I have saw the letter, and I have heard Lady Philippa's words. I don't think those two things are connected. Bo so? is not that kind of person. He is not an incendiary type. I didn't raise him that way. He's a good boy. A good man. A man grown. So you think someone might just be taking advantage of a situation? I don't know. I don't see how these two things are connected, however. He didn't tell you where he's going or anything like that, though, right? We took tea and he said for me not to worry. That seems kind of a weird thing. You didn't ask him about it? <laughs> but someone a... tells you not to worry, that's what's the first thing you do. Right, right. Bo is a... Let us say that he is touched. She turns toward this large gold frame portrait of a very handsome young man with dark skin with this long brown hair dressed in noble finery. Like a very handsome looking fellow, young. He was, at a young age, very special, you see. I don't think I understand. Beauregard was slow at learning. Oh. Oh. I mean, I've known a number of fellows that were pretty slow at learning. So I, I get the type. Beauregard's a very special young man. Yeah, they're usually really good people. What? So... Chuckles looks bewildered. And he just doesn't say anything. He is a good heart. And he loves everyone. But is, does he have a... Does he have anybody he trusts? Does he trust... No. Does he trust the guard? Hiram, make a standard awareness test. How's he getting out? That's what I'm thinking. I did not make it. Do you have a chance? Because I have zero I don't chance. record the comings and goings of people at the gate. That is Riel's job. That's My job is to attend to the household. That is all I truly know. Okay. Hmm. Well, that was my meaning. Did you? Did, 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 how did? How did he? How did he leave? Could he go on his own? Did he go on his own? He was a man grown. He was seventeen winters of age. Yeah, but you said he was touched. I didn't know how touched he was. I don't, I don't think it... Uh, yeah. Oh. So... <laughs> Alright, so you had tea. Tells you not to worry. And, uh... So then he goes, and he's gone for a couple days. You get the letter. Uh, you don't think it's his finger. But... You're not you're not worried for him. You think he's just going to show up here in a couple of days? I don't think he's ever going to return. Why would you say that? There's no love between him and Lady Philippa. Yeah, she is... has a 
a life and expectant expects a life for him that I don't think that he wants to lead. He is born high, you see, blue-blooded. His fate is already sealed, being the son of Lady Philippa Cheswick. I mean, that is not the way that he was raised, however. So, you think he's gonna leave and not come back? Like, is, so you got the vibe from when uh, he was having tea that that was more of a goodbye? It felt like that, yes. Hmm. So, since the coming of the Eternal Night, I mean, he's become more bold, I suppose. Maybe he saw that as an opportunity to finally leave this place. To True. escape his fate as what a Cheswick. What other ways was he bold? He had no friends. So he made friends? Cannot say. I don't know. Okay, so when you say someone become more bold, usually there is something, an example. Is a qualifier. Speak. He tend to react whenever his mother, excuse me, Lady Philippa, would speak to him. He told him no. He did not simply kowtow to every task she asked of him. He no longer decided to capitulate to his blue-blooded leanings. Ah, okay, that is bold. Hmm. All right. Well, so I told you everything I know, truly. So did um. So did Bo have a lot of money? Because I'm wondering. I mean, it's. Well, I <laughs> mean, like around. Okay, his mother had a lot of money, right? Does he actually have some? Because it's one thing to run away with no plan, but you're asking me something I cannot answer. He's a Cheswick, so he certainly is well landed. Whether he's here in the estate or out in Slaughter Pine or, God forbid, the Lockwood. Because he's I mean, well landed. I just feel like there's a difference between being slow and stupid. Going out into the middle of the night, you know, internal night, all by yourself with no plan, that's just stupid. Well, he's not a fool. Exactly, that's what I'm getting at. He is not a fool. <coughs> he's got to have some sort of plan. There's got to be something here. Let's take a look around. All right. Look around his room, see what we can see, figure out. We got to figure out what's going on with this this gunpowder and whatnot. Do you whether whether he comes back? That's his choice. We can't make him. I was gonna ask. Uh, uh, do you live here, or do you have like your family in your own home? I live on the in the basement with the rest of the servants. Okay. Just didn't know if he had another place he could go to or something like that that he knew of. So you begin to kind of stand up and search about the room. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, outside. The sounds of the songbirds and the crickets and the darkness kind of looms overhead as the soft orange haze of light down the hill emanates everywhere. A torchlit gravel path leads you back to the gates where you can see the fully armor-clad Riel standing. Ah, Lady Sabella. I'm glad we have this moment to catch up. She extends a, a mailed hand to yours. Do the same, the grasp, I'm sure it's the... Yeah. She gives a very firm grasp. Will you give her a firm grasp back? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a kick in the shit. <laughs> huh. 
How did you come up to become a rat catcher? She says, almost that, almost dismissing it. You gotta, you gotta use that title, do you? It's in the engager. Yeah, I know. So is a lot of crap if you haven't noticed. <laughs> well, maybe before the turn of the coming uh, of the eternal night, but it used to be just a junk rag, penny dreadfuls, stories and fancifuls, but. Given but the fall of the night and whatever this damn little darkness we're living in now. I never took you for a gossip monger of all things. Never a gossip monger, but certainly a believer in godly things. Mm. And this darkness is godly indeed. Or ungodly. Yeah, that's our punishment. Our punishment? Yes. So you're one of those. Well, we did the Sea Auburn wrong. And now we're paying the price. Suppose so. Well, be that as it may, we're stuck in this god damnable dome as it is, so. There's no getting out of it, she says. Speaking of getting out of it, <laughs> the boy. He told us to go talk to Morgan, but the mother seems to think that he talked to you a lot, too. Look, I'll tell you what I told Lady Philippa. Beauregard left just before dinner a few nights ago. He wasn't dressed fancy, and he didn't take an escort or companion of any kind. The boy did wear his rapier, though, and honestly, I haven't seen him since. He seemed fine when he left. He He's left. a quiet lad, so hard to tell if anything was bothering him, to be honest. Left on his own, though? Nobody waiting out for him or anything? No, not at all. Huh. Did he do this often? Just randomly leave the estate? Uh, Master Beauregard had business and spelt stacks, but I suspect it was mostly just to spend his coin. He returned with things here and there, but outside of that, never any friends came a knocking. Quiet, lonely type Master Beauregard was. Or is. Sorry. Well, who is, knows right now, right? I'm sorry? Said, who knows right at this moment. Lady Philippa's worried. She has every right to be worried. Oh? Yes. Have you not seen what's going on in the streets? Well, I haven't been in the smelt stack specifically. Well, you've you've been, been reading. When well, you've been in Bargetown, I've read the stories about what's been going on with the river rats. Everyone's using this opportunity. Darkness falls and criminals come crawling out from every nook and cranny in the city. This is a moment of opportunity for criminals. They're just waiting for the moment. So funny that everybody keeps saying that. Yeah, imagine that. It's like y'all read the same paper or something at some point. It's incredible what you'll find in the Engage since the fall of the Eternal Night. Is this your new Bible? New Bible? Well, it certainly seems to be true enough. Here you are, Rat Catches. But he keeps quoting this like it's some kind of holy tome. But, you know, it's just one guy that writes a bunch of stories. You know that, right? No, he's got a web of... Okay, he edits them together. Well, he has a web of informants throughout the entire city. But he pays well, too, I hear. Probably. I don't know. Never met him. Sells papers. Yeah, I know. I know. I didn't care much for the broadsheet. I typically read three days back. If I was down in Bargetown, I'd read whatever's on the whatever's on the stool. But now, I buy an engager every morning. Plenty of funny stories in there. That. Well, quite the subscriber. Thank you for keeping up with our mythology. <laughs> well, I appreciate I know. it. Cheaper than reading through the same novellas I've been picking through in uh, the estate for the last month or so. 
Nah, I'm sure. <laughs> but, alright, so the kid leaves with no one, just randomly leaves with a rapier. He's not somebody that normally does this. Has no visitors, typically, and that didn't spark any kind of interest. Go ahead and make a standard scrutinize test. She clears her throat. Standard, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know her. Yep. Got it doesn't it. seem like Riel's telling you the whole story, like she's holding something back. But that, I mean, that seems really strange. Like, you wouldn't, you don't think that's weird. Mew and I have both, both gone through detective studies and investigative reporting, and you didn't think that was strange? I mean, I know I scored higher than you, but come on, now. <laughs> <laughs> Two marks. Two marks higher, I remember. Two marks still set me above you. Fair enough. All right, fine, fine. Look, there was something else that was a little strange. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell Lady Philippa because she doesn't like it when Beauregard tips us and always demands we pay it back. Mm-hmm. She's a stingy old widow. Stingy, you said. Lady Philippa, well, sorry. Beauregard gave me ten crowns, the biggest bonus he ever dared to give, and a heartfelt thank you before he left. It wasn't too out of character, but it was perplexing. Ten crowns? Whew. That's got to be more than your weekly. Well, more than my weekly. Beauregard is, um... But when you're born blue-blooded and you have all this coin, it benefits to give it away. Yeah, they got a thing for ten crowns, it seems like. Yeah, I'm not the last person he's given money to, either. Oh? He tips the servants often. Ever since he was... Goodness. 14, 15 winters? Done everything he can to tip anyone who could. Lady Philippa always demanded that we pay it back. But I felt this time that I shouldn't let her know. Course. You know what? Sometimes um, when you're on report, you just have to keep the evidence. It's, well, seems right. I am sworn by contract to serve Lady Philippa Cheswick and the Cheswick family to keep them safe, but in this instance, it seemed like a parting gift. Maybe she his, says with her helmet. Maybe his feelings would have been hurt if he gave it back. You're just protecting them, right? Lady Philippa never liked it. That's for certain. Beauregard was rather generous. So, this is the first time he's dropped that kind of money, I take it. To me? Yes. Hmm. To you? Now, the lady did mention something about, at some point, some gunpowder going missing. Yeah, I heard something about that. Do you know anything? I assume you guard the estate, but do you know any of the guards that happen to be at the warehouse? Yeah, there's a Dunman, Terrell Curlish. Yeah. No trusting. Oh? He's a Dunman. Yeah. <laughs> saw that coming. Any other... Has his actions proved out, or are we just going with um, ethnics at this point? No, he's dumb as a lummox. He tried to be a lumberjack, but couldn't even succeed at that. I heard him and his wife got rolled in the streets, the weakling. Couldn't protect her, so... Lo and behold, he gets picked up by Lady Philippa to start guarding the warehouse, or at least one of her people. So, he seems able enough. He's a big one. No mistaking that, but 
if he can't even defend himself and his wife, well, what fucking good is that? What good is a dumbbell if he can't protect himself or his family? So he couldn't cut trees, yet they put him in charge of guarding a major factory of gunpowder? Not a factory, just a warehouse. I mean, you'd have to know what's inside the warehouse to really know that it's an important warehouse, I suppose. Frankly, I didn't know anything about it until recently either. Where's it at? Down the smelt stacks. Got a location more than that. It's quite a large district. Well, I can tell you the road, I suppose. Okay. She will relay the road it's on. Okay. Not far. And just the one guy watching all of this inventory? Well, the beautiful thing about a warehouse is if you simply dim the lights, it's kind of not even there. I mean, that's the advantage of the tonight, right? All these fools lighting these lights all around these nice, fancy, expensive houses when the best damn thing to do is just simply turn out the lights. Nobody's going to come and knock you because they don't fucking see anything. Except, and I look around at all the furnaces. Well, everything's kind of lit up right now. That's why we got this wall in me, right? Mm. I did score higher in fencing. After all. <laughs> you take the one day I'm sick for when exams happen and you think that somehow you're better than me. It's I'm not crazy. better than you, I'm just more capable at times. Mm. <laughs> Look, it was really good catching up with you and Lady Sabella. Of course. I know you and the rat catchers have something else going on here, which is good. Yeah. Lady Sabella will pay well. I'm sorry, Lady Lady Philippa will pay well. I don't pay anything. <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah. Well, then I suppose I'll head back in. Can you tell me generally where his room is? I think that's where the rest of my people are. Yeah, right there on the third floor. Enjoy your doormat. Yeah, she walks off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you before you go. Sure <laughs> you are you sure you see anything? You old battering ram, she says. <laughs> Back inside. <laughs> it's 11.30 a.m. Or sorry, it's 12.30 p.m. Oh, man. We're losing time. We need to speak with your dumb man. Are we all still in the room, though? Searching the room? Yeah. Yeah, she left. Oh, she did? She left, oh, yes. Never mind. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't feel comfortable poking around this person's room without her here. I do. I do. <laughs> that was the, They gave us permission. I obviously know we're doing this. All right, all right. She said he's never coming back. You, know. you kind of get a good look at this room once again, and it seems to be well-appointed. There's a tall mahogany clock ticking in a deep alcove that's with shadow you can see this old kind of burning lamp kind of guttering there's a, a fire that's been dying for some time in the hearth a low fire in a fireplace and of course it illuminates this huge four-poster bed near a sycamore desk and in, in, which is clearly Beauregard's bedroom um, it reminds you as you kind of pull out the engager you realize there's a misprint um, you imagine you'll probably find a correction in the next issue of the engager Whereas Borgo actually meant to say Beauregard. Hmm. Editorial note. Above his above this wardrobe, you can see a shelf uh, holding several worn and dusty stuffed animals left over from his childhood. And of course, the wall opposite that, you can see that gold frame portrait of him. A tall, handsome young man with this flowing, long brown mane of hair. Like, thick, flowing mane of hair, dark skin like his mother. All 
right. I lift, like, up the, I lift up the mattress, look under the bed, you know, the stuff you do when you search through a room, basically. Oh, you want to start turning it out? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Anybody else want to turn it out? Is there a desk or anything like that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you said you're not comfortable doing this, uh, to, be, to, to just, just, just to be clear, Wilson? It just does. It just feels odd to me. I'll stand over here by the door. But if you're going to do that, look at the stuffed animals in the picture and check by the picture. Like what about you, Chuckles? Pictures. Are you going to search here as well? Uh, yeah, I'll look around, but I'll, uh, I'll actually kind of just start looking at the floor itself. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I'll just start walking around and, like, kind of kicking down at the floor just to see. Because I've read stories about humans hiding things under the, underneath their floorboards. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Okay, so you're kind of kicking around the floorboards, and you were searching the desk, and you wanted to look at the stuffed animals? No, I was flipping up the bed, looking oh, okay. at the stuffed animals. animals. Okay. I'm, I'm, and I'm saying, you look at the stuffed animals, man. Who hangs on to stuffed animals after that? Every, every team hides something under their mattress. No. <laughs> well, a cameo um, <laughs> of a naked woman. Um, no. You search through the, under the mattress... Made of down feathers. Nice. Plush. The bed seems to be well made. Tended to. The fire is low. You search the armoire. You kick along the floorboards. And you search the desk. But you don't find anything out of place. Hmm. All right. search those three areas. I'll take a look at the stuffed animals in the picture. Okay. Pick them up. You know, feel their weight. Mm-hmm. Does it feel like maybe someone stuffed something inside of them? You have to actually like get up on it. You need to get up. You need to actually drag a chair over to get to reach the stuffed animals because they're above the armoire shelf. Right. Yeah. We come over to them. And they're covered in a in a very fine layer of dust. Yeah. Like of different of di- there's there's a there's one of a Zentish water panther. There's one of a of a of a of a tin soldier. There's one of some sort of like stuffed um, what looks like beaver. And there is one halbear, like a uh, with a beak. It's a big one, like beak and stuffed and mad, bad inside, batting inside of it. Um, this one is, however, this one it's cartoonishly stuffed. By the way, it looks to be, appears to be free of dust, unlike the other toys. Hmm. Yeah, this one looks uh, almost too clean. All right, Mister Clean, let's take a look at you. You look underneath, and you can see there's little buttons underneath it where they'd stuff the batting inside of it. What, uh, I give it a little bit of a shake. Does it feel like there's anything in there before, Morris? No, just batting. I mean, I'm going to open it up. Tear it open. I'll give it a squeeze first. Yeah. You know. Soft. All right. I guess I'll open it up. Okay. He begins to pull out just batting and stuff. Yeah. Until you find these crumpled up letters inside. Nice. Yeah. I told you the stuffed animals. Jeez, it's under the mattress. You find That's a one. rookie thing. <laughs> Here's the first one you find. Oh. That's where you would hide your stuff. <laughs> All right. Let me try. Uh, dear Beauregard Cheswick, I hope you don't mind a lowborn like me writing to you. We have a mutual friend, Elaine Morganeth. 
who has told me that while you benefit from your position of birth, you think Slaughterpine's aristocracy is unfair and harmful. I feel the same way. With this darkness covering the city and no way out, many of us have fallen on even rougher times. My job at the sawmill waits for me if I wish to brave whatever horrors exit under our inky skies. It is fair that I should risk my life and limb for a low wage while the arbors sit in the comfort of a garden mansion and profit from my labor? If you answered that as I think you did, then you know why I had to walk away from my career as a lumberjack. I had no choice. Instead of dying a violent death, I chose to beg for scraps here in the city, like so many others. But this life will kill us too, just slower, if nothing changes. I think you can help us with that change. If you can, come to the companionship in smelt stacks tonight, knock on the back door, one short for every ruin and one long for every malister. I'll be uh, waiting. No one will see you there for justice. And it's got this like symbol on here. Like uh, a saw and a, a pickaxe. Like a saw and a pick. Uh, I don't know, is that someone's like family symbol or uh, like a business thing? Does it look like a sponsorship type thing I've seen? <laughs> is that somewhere on my jersey? No. Where did he say it to More me? More free time for the proletariat. <laughs> the proletariat's you, not you again. Why did he say it to Nate? The companionship in smelt stacks. Companionship. Alright. Who, who, who signed it? For no. justice. And then uh, that thing there. Can you read good? You might want to look at it. Hey. Wait, who was this? Who was the? Who was the woman who was the wet nurse? Morgan. Morganth? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Elaine Morganth? I don't know what her first name was. They said Morgan. Morgan. Morganus. <laughs> Morganus. Well, that was her name. She was I bet you she was the one who brought them this letter. When I'm by the door, she, she creeped around the corner like she has been. Uh, yeah. I bet that's how they've been getting. They've been doing exchanges. Okay, maybe that's some information we sit on. But, uh... I'll give it to Lady Sabella when she shows up. And, uh, I'll, I'll uh, like, look behind the curtains, and I'll, like, look... Look under the the portrait of him, like you know. All I know about rich people or humans is like essentially what I've read about, or or you know, stories or plays or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's where you have the so, safe. 
Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll look behind the, the portrait. Like, maybe there's a... Uh, Grab the curtains and be like, Aha! Oh, yeah. wait, just a window. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nothing else to be found in here. No. Surprise. <laughs> well, I guess we know where we're going next. Dunman? No. That Dunman's... Dumb's got nothing to do with this. He's just, he's just a guard. So how many? Uh, uh, it said knock a certain amount of times. Like, like there had to be a code there, right? Like, uh, anyone know any? Uh, what was it, Malister or Rowan? What does it say? Uh, knock something for Malister. Knock something for Rowan. Those yeah, names sound familiar to me at all? Well, I'm just, I'll just grab my uh, I'll I'll grab my axe and we'll we'll knock through the wind uh, through the through the door. Well, I mean, if we knock the same way, it's gonna be weird, right? I don't. Because he'd already done it. It's set tonight, right? And it's not nighttime yet. Well, this is a couple days ago, right? Yeah, but this they she's gotta give the. Hey, we got twelve hours till she has to give the gear over. They've had enough time to hide this note in a stuffed animal. Hmm. Okay. I mean, if it's me, you just... You burn, the, you burn the note, but... Otherwise, we'll never be able to figure it out. Maybe. Well, I don't know. When's Lady Sabella's here? Is Lady Sabella here yet? Yeah, she okay. kind of arrives <laughs> upstairs. <laughs> like, we still need Lady, Lady Sabella. Lady Sabella, you're actually escorted upstairs into Beauregard's room by another servant. Thank you. As we're Ms. walking, I am going to ask if they yeah. happen to know Beauregard. Of course, Master Beauregard, yes. He's, uh, quite a generous man, from what I've heard. Very generous, yes. Sad to see him gone. Most unfortunate, yes. Lady Philip is beside herself. Uh, scrutinize and see if he's lying. So she, uh, <laughs> okay, you don't need to roll a skill test for this. Not at all. No, okay. No. Okay. Hmm. Is there anything else I can help you with? Uh, no, no. Thank you for the escort. Um, thank you very much. Because if I can be of any service, please let me know. My shift just began. Oh, uh, yeah. Is uh, Lady Morgan's shift over anytime soon, then? She retired at 12 noon. Oh, okay. It is 12.35. Ah, ah. I where, thank you. Where could we find her if we need to talk to her? Below. She says, curiously. But she doesn't like to be bothered in off hours. She gets cross with us servants. Well, I am not her servant. I'm sure, though, that uh, you have other duties that you have to attend to, so. Yes, I must sweep the floor. Uh, <laughs> Good luck with that. Party. Party. She walks away with her straw broom. <laughs> flying through the hall. Just <laughs> it was her. <laughs> All right, we found her. <laughs> so, uh, you find anything interesting? Yeah, yeah. stuffed owl bear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's cute. I go ahead and put the stuffing back yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's cute, but really, up. did you find anything useful? <laughs> we handed, yeah, fast forward letter, fast forward letter. So, what do you think? I mean, I. Interesting. I, I... Rowan's and Malisters. What does that mean? 
Well, they're the Rowans are a family. family yeah. The Malisters are a family. And I don't know. The Rowans were the dynasty of kings throughout the modern age until the last in her line was killed, and eventually a series of other pretender Rowan. kings came along until King Cassander Malister the Unifier came. Okay, so how many Rowans were there? We count the best education. I do. <laughs> Eleven. Sorry, thirteen. My apologies. I'm oh, sorry, I don't. I took that off. Ah, so I don't. I don't know. Anybody have education? The only person that does is not here. I do. Oh. Haha. I was I was forced to learn a lot of things about it. So yeah. So so how many Rowans are there? I think thirteen, but they're like And Malisters, how many of those one. One? I can answer that one. One. Okay, well then, so we got to do... everybody can answer that one. Thirteen short knocks and one long one on the door if we want to do yeah. what he How did. How do you do a How long, do you long knock? knock? Like, do you drag your... F- I don't know. Maybe it's... And then... That's <laughs> my Sounds guess. like a thieves code. <laughs> Sounds like can't. Hiram? Yeah, I do have thieves can't. Show them what 13 short knocks and one long knock is. Bonk. <laughs> the, the big bonk is your fist. It's your knuckle versus your fist. Oh. Oh. See, I did bombs. I, I don't know. I would have never known that. I would have been. I don't know this I, language. I, I got I got another way to go through the door. It's called an axe. Yeah, that works, too. But, uh, but. so Riel said that, um, and I'm going to peek around again. Mm-hmm. Well... I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, it appears that he used to tip all of the people randomly inside the house, and he tipped her really well the last time he left a couple days ago. Oh. Okay. All right. That sounds like hush money. So it sounds Correct. like hush money or goodbye money. Something like I ain't coming back money. Anyway, I think we should just keep moving. There's no time to talk about this. Let's yeah. just Let's just get to this bar and figure it out. Do we need to go, do you, well, do we want to go to the warehouse and talk to the yes. soldier, or do we just want to go straight to this? Let's talk to the soldier, I reckon. All right. Trail, apparently he's a gunman. Well, okay, um, so it said who the person's name was that sent the letter, right? No. No, it said the servant helped. They were mutual friends. It says that Morgan helped. All right, so yeah. then we need to go talk to them. Well, it was a mutual friend, <clears throat> So who's that, that is, mutual friend? That is why I wanted to know where Morgan was. Right. I so know she got crossed with servants, but this is so important. So, hear me out. If Morgan's part of this and she got off at 12, that that means she's had 30 minutes ahead on us to leave and possibly go somewhere. 40 minutes now. So well, then we should know if she's here or not. Or we should just go. But... Why not go downstairs? It takes us see. five minutes to verify she's here. All right. Well, then let's try that. You uh, leave the third story of this. Of this, oops. You leave the third story of this. Uh, you leave the third story of this place and kind of come downstairs, and you pass behind, pass by a servant who's on the second floor. It's the same woman from before. She's sweeping the grand staircase. She bows as you approach, keeping her head low and continuing to her business. All right, to the servants' quarters, I guess. Would you be able to uh, show us where uh, the Lady Morgans are uh, 
The servant Morgan uh, stays? Miss Morgan stays beneath the estate, but she had taken the air after her turn of shift. Without saying anything, with Sibella heads outside. Okay. You burst outside, leaving. We don't assuming want to everybody room. went with, but if you oh, guys yeah. want to go look at her room. Nope. <sighs> Ask your friend if she go. Did Morgan step through here? Is she walking by rail? Ticking in the back of your heads. Yeah. yeah I, was I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> What's that? She says. <laughs> Morgan stepped by here. Yeah, she took to the air, went down the smelt stacks. Turn a shift. You know which way? Yeah, down the gravel road. Thanks. One way in and out of here, Lady Sabella. Well, I would assume you would know better than I. No. Well, Remember what I told you about the people in Smeltstacks? Of course. Watch yourselves. You as well. Although, uh, tap on her armor real quick as they're going by. Seems like you might be a little bit better equipped than me right at this moment. <laughs> That'll be rat catching, she says, out of her helmet as the gate. <laughs> Chaklunk closes. Do your job, doorknob. Let's go. Are you going to just kind of walk down to the Smeltstacks? Lady, Sabella... I think you should let me handle this. I want to tail, find this woman and Taylor. She's she's up to something, and if she catches light of what we're that we're after her, she's gonna change her tack. So what? You want to go to the companionship, and we go to the warehouse? I'm gonna try to track her down. Well, I'm pretty sure that's where she went. You well, think you should be alone? <laughs> I can blend in pretty well in these shadows. He's got a better chance than any of us. You can feel the oppressive darkness all around you. Things up on the edge of the fleeting shadows you can't see out in the darkness. Something is lurking out there, Hiram. Something wants to touch your butt. Ever since that dream. I mean, I still think we should have searched the room. She might have left something there. Uh, she seemed to be left in a hurry. Maybe Ain't no time for this. We don't have time. We already Let's have proof that she's involved. Alright. I'm gonna move. hand you a torch just so you have the source of light if need be, since I know you didn't before. I just put it in my pack and end it and leave. Hey, well I guess we'll go to the warehouse and then the companionship. Give him time to possibly find her. What are you going to do? Let's we'll, we'll meet back here as I as I, I motion towards the gate. Around six, I guess. That should give me enough time. Six hours? Six PM? That's five and a half hours. How about four? Okay, four. Alright. So Hiram, what are you going to do? (laughs) I'm gonna head towards the uh, companionship, see if I can track this person down. Okay. And the four of you are going to... Guess we're going to the warehouse to talk to the Dunman. Follow the boss. We will first move to the warehouse. It's the best place to start. It's the department no action. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe? Well, it's a joke. It's a joke. The hazy orange warmth Forge lights the streets of Smeltstack. Drunken miners stumble out of taverns, yelling, yelling it to each other uh, to be heard over the distant ringing of steel. 
hammers and bells that echo everywhere. A long, windowless stone warehouse with a single set of iron carriage doors secured, with the chain forms a looming presence in the streets of the blacksmith shops. This must be Cheswick Warehouse. You can see a fellow with a loose shirt and vest picking his teeth with a, with a piece of wood and a long clay and tartan over his shoulders. He says, Oi, how can I help you? This tall, bald Dunman says as he leans off the door and starts to slowly approach beneath the light. Debate for a moment who might be best to talk to a Dunman. So, uh, we were coming from uh, the Cheswicks where the rat catches. The lady uh, sired us to look into things. You're no rats to be found around here. You don't. You don't read the the Inquirer. Engage you. I don't fucking read the Engage you. I don't read it either. Look, we're here to investigate the son's disappearance and the and the the powder's disappearance. Whose disappearance? The fucking Cheswick's son disappeared. Oh right, that's right. Uh huh. Okay, yeah, but we're gone. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Have you seen him around here recently? Uh, not recently. I mean, about a few weeks until eternal night. He came to the warehouse while I was on guard and it gave me a big old bonus. Fuck rounds. Said, go take an hour break. So I did. When I got back, doors were wide open. Some of the carriage doors open. And now, uh, was there any gunpowder missing? Well, I asked Beauregard about it, but he said it was all accounted for. What did the lady say about it? <laughs> he says, uh, Beauregard said I shouldn't tell Lady Philip about my bonus, the missing barrels, and my conversation. Even if she came asking. I'm skeptical, I suppose, but. He insisted there'd be more money and opportunities for me if I just stayed quiet. So, I did. It's my man. I'd be quiet for four quarter ounces. <laughs> Alright. More hush money. Oh, we know that we have this more ass now. Well. How about this? Do you happen to know of a place called the Companionship? Aye. What is it? I wouldn't find myself there, as I've got myself a wife, but if you're looking for companionship, I suppose, especially in the eternal night, I suppose you'd be wanting to go there, but I won't call it a clean place. It's not just a pub, then. Eh. I don't typically go to those places. On the up and up, I am. It's a brothel. Yeah. Wounder on this fine all. Yeah, what's that name? Uh, Lena Vander. Yeah, that's right. Lena Vander. That's her name. Lena Vander. That's right. Alright. Whoa. I would say scrutinize, but he seems pretty straightforward. I don't think. <laughs> 
What's that? I would say do a scrutinized test to make sure he's not bullshitting, but it doesn't seem like he's lied about anything right now. You'll make a scrutinized test? Sure. I mean, I'll keep an eye on him, yeah, because, I mean, everyone seems to be lying to just, us just right now. Might so, as well. Yeah, I mean, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll assist. He seems to be pretty plain and transparent, yeah. but your test will still be challenging. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people If not... he's lying, I'm guessing it's that he's been there before, even though he has a wife. Or We're in the four gold wife's crew, not. not the ten crown crew. <laughs> of course I draw my die. Okay. You take after your husband. I do. That is a fail. Critical. Oh, yeah. critical failure? Critical failure. You give me an eight. <laughs> he actually makes you feel pretty uncomfortable, uh, Lady Sabella, um, as you as you suffer eleven mental peril. I am in peril. He's kind of a big guy, like, and you feel maybe a little meek in front of him. A big ham. F- Someone's at the front door. Oh, really? A big ham-fisted fellow. Um, Somebody is this time. <laughs> Probably delivery for food for Allie. Which wow. is weird. So did either one of you succeed your skill test? Oh, what skill test was I making? That's scrutinized. Oh. It was challenging still. Challenging? I know that uh, Lady Sabella failed hers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, yeah super I'm freaked out. 45. This guy's hinky. 87. I almost critically failed. He doesn't He doesn't seem suspicious, but he just kind of gives you a weird vibe. Maybe it's the story that um, that Riel was telling you about the people of Smeltstacks. Maybe he's just a weird dude. Yeah. You well, know. Some people are just weird. Not suspicious, just kind of weird and off-putting. Hmm. So you were told to disappear, and then when you come back, he says everything's in order, so you, you didn't check yourself because you believe, eh? Well, you know, look, I came to Slaughterpine, hoping to be a lumberjack and all, and that didn't work out, so I got my job here. Okay. And I ain't about to go back talking no well-born, well-landed, blue-blooded fella. But I can tell you this, it ain't the first or last time he came by the, the warehouse. He always said, everything's accounted for, Bo said, or Master Beauregard. Yeah, and not, it's not like, you know, you would say anything if it wasn't, but, uh, um, did you ever, did you ever check? Did you no. ever look for yourself? No, no, goodness no, that's not my job. No, no, I ain't gonna poke out our noble's business. I'm just curious. On a scale from like, I want to get my my own get skinned by Lady Philippa. She's a shrew, you know. Yeah. So how many times did you say he's come by and told you to take breaks? Yeah, a few more times. You know, six and all, I suppose. Okay. I mean, there's one time that Lady Philippa did find out, and she questioned us both. But you know, I claim ignorance and sort of Beauregard, and yeah, Lady Philippa bought it. But I told Beauregard you can't go no more in the, in the warehouse. He was pretty cross with me, but. I mean, I didn't want to lose my job. This is all I have. I've got a family to take care of, you know. Please, keep, keep this between us. You can't tell Lady Philippa. You can't tell nobody about this. Sure thing. The working class got to work together. I got you. That's right. All right. Lady Philippa's got the key. That's that's all, that's all there is to it now, though. Yeah. Key I had gone. Beauregard's key taken, too, from Lady, by Lady Philippa. 
So you couldn't even get in if you wanted to? No. She's locked tight! He takes the, the chains and rattles them. Huge iron-bound uh, carriage doors. Like, why not to back a carriage into here? Mm-hmm. It's a pretty big warehouse. Besides that, I ain't gonna go poking around my nose don't belong anyway. Pretty fucking dangerous in there, you know? Black oh, yeah. powder and all. Yeah. I heard stories. Not good. Hell. That's why I don't carry a torch around this place. I just kind of got accustomed to the faint yellow haze everywhere. Like a false sun. Or like early, early dawn, you know? That's my... You wouldn't want to, you know, spark going weary. Blowing up the whole place. Yeah. This place, my place, me ours, me wife's ours, everybody about... Everybody bought smelt stacks. At least there's some farther right down to Barstown. He starts talking like Blarmy. Like he's intermixing like yeah. all and Blarmy together. Yeah. Alright. I think that helped a lot. Yeah. 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 Say hi to your mother for me. Say hi to your mother for me. We turn next to Hiram. You missed that. Oh, Remy the rat thing? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, have you seen this SNL skit with Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, hey, rat, how's it going? And that reminded Dan of that skit, and so now we just, I just do it all the time. So, in the case of uh, Hiram, um, you wander the streets, and you feel this kind of a, this like the, the shadows are constantly at your heels, um, despite the fact that the whole place is like this glowing orange embers of the, of, the, of the fires all around, the constant ringing of hammers and the hissing of, of metal being cooled. Um, you see passing shadows in the streets, clearly workers, but these revenants seem to go about their business despite the fact that this darkness has fallen over everything. No stars, no moon to be found. Eventually, you find your way uh, toward this large two-story building with a facade that resembles a sailing ship. In fact, it's on the map right above uh, right there. Yeah, that's right. So it's the companion ship. Yeah. A large sign above the door on the side of where the hull would be is carved with figures of nude people forming the letters of with the words that form companionship. Hmm. Um, it Art says, history. and there is a big sign on it that says around the back side of the building. You can see that there are these little porthole windows everywhere, but they're literally porthole windows fashioned like you would find on like in the in a ship that's born upon the upon the sea. They're very small windows you couldn't begin to shimmy into. You imagine they probably are closer to the ceiling inside. Um, you can't even reach up and look into them. Uh, unless you're to grab a ladder, so small they are. You imagine they're probably used to let smoke pour out from the kitchens or smoke from the pipe weed inside. The whole place is completely silent, though. Okay. You skulk around the backside, but you find no back doors. No back door. <laughs> yeah, appears to be one door in, one door out. I look up towards the top of the ship. Is there like a deck? There is a top deck. Okay. Alright, uh, I'm gonna try to make my way up the building again. If you're gonna clamber up? I'm gonna climb up the building, yeah. Okay. I thought the said there was a back door. Uh, okay. 
Go ahead and start climbing. Uh, it's an athletics test. Mm -hmm. This test is going to be standard. Alright. Let's bail forward. 49% chance to succeed. Um, since I haven't caught wind of this, I haven't I haven't seen the woman. I'm going to take my time. Okay. Um, so so give, give yourself a plus 10. Okay. 59. Ooh, good thing I took my time. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> okay. What's your brown bonus? My brawn bonus is five. Mm -hmm. So you make it five yards up. That's on the top deck you go. And top deck, you can see that there are a number of exterior tables uh, with chairs uh, turned upward and huge canvas tarps resting over them. This place has been closed. So you can see these tall kind of like mastheads that lead to these like forecastles with netting between them, but no, but no big... No, no big um, sales by any means. This is clearly a building that's built to resemble a ship. Right. But it is not truly a ship. It's a novelty restaurant. Or novelty <laughs> that's right. It's a novelty restaurant. Now, it looks, it looks like they repurposed a ship at some point. Oh, okay. Because you could see that the earth was moored up around it. Mm -hmm. But it does, in fact, look like a ship. Um, you can see that there is a huge hatch um, that is closed. Um you, um, it's a probably, it's a big hatch. Um, you would normally expect to find some sort of like crannikin in ropes and pulleys to open it, but you don't see them appear to be dismantled. Is there like a captain's quarter area, like ship cabin or anything like that? Uh, the ship's cabin is completely open, like a like a tiki bar. Uh, oh, it looks like a walk-up okay. bar, and it's com and the stools are are turned over. There's a huge canvas cloth thrown over the back of the bar. You imagine all the booze and ton casks have been taken down below. So there's not like uh, like a staircase behind the bar or anything like that? You no. Kind of like poke around and just see there. You would expect it. You could probably get in through the cargo hold, but once again, everything's missing. However, however, um, you do find a, a small hatch that would lead down into the companionship. Okay. Go down. There is no handle on this side. Okay. You had a crowbar. Uh, is there anything I could use as a crowbar behind the bar? Uh, you pull the canvas down and begin to rifle through some of the things. Ah! In fact, you do find a crowbar. Aha! Uh -huh. right. As you're ready to drop the crowbar down in between the slots where we go, when you hear this chick clunk sound of a door. And it's not coming from the front side of the companionship. I'm gonna put my ear to the hatch. Well, it's not in the hatch. It actually opened to the outside. The outside of the ship, down below. Oh, okay. I'm gonna walk over to the edge of the, um, the deck and look down. You walk over the edge to the deck where you'd expect where the entrance was before where you saw companionship carved. There's no light pouring from outside. I'm gonna run to the other side. You come around to the other side, you see this small little door, cleverly hidden uh, amongst the wood. You see this woman uh, with these with these deep lines in her face, and she's wearing a, a dress. And she takes a bucket and she sloshes it out into the street, and then she steps back inside and she closes the door. Okay, I make a mental note of where the door is. I may need to exit the building <laughs> quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does it look like it's on the it's on the bottom floor, right? It's on the bottom back side of the ship. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, at that point I'll 
I'll I'll go back to the hatch, listen to it for a moment to see if there's anything anyone moseying about in, in the upper upper hold of the ship. Roll eavesdrop test. This test is gonna be hard. Okay. Big wood. That's a critical failure. Oh. Mm, you, hear, you don't hear anything. No. There's, there's no one inside. That's very welcoming. There's okay. no one inside, except <laughs> right. for this woman. Right. I will uh, pry open the door. Yeah. Or, okay. or the hatch. You kind of get the crowbar underneath of it, and you hear it. Clearly it's like latched from the inside. Okay. You'd have to you'd have to beat on this door to get it open. Do you want to do that? No, I don't want to caught. I don't want to make too much noise. Um, I'm going to... Try to scale back down to the side of the ship. Yeah. Um, getting back down to the laser, it's routine. Routine athletics. Yep. Fail forward. 59. Nope. The shadows press all around you. You stumble down, hitting the ground, falling four yards, suffering. Oh, wow. 10 damage. Oof. You wearing armor? Threshold when you suffer falling damage. Okay. So it's your brawn bonus only. Okay, lightly wounded. <coughs> you hit the ground, the wind's knocked out of you, but you're up. Okay, I pause for a moment. See if I'm just waiting to see if anyone like pokes their head out the door or anything. The shadows seem to press in all around you. Start to freak I'm starting to freak out. I, I want to make my way towards the back door. Okay. I need to get inside as quick as possible. You skulk. Skulk, 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 moving ever so quietly. Foot over foot, you can hear the gravel beneath every footstep you make. You come to these small wooden stairs, you come to the door, you realize there's no hatch here. There's no handle. This door is cleverly hidden to the exterior of it, as if this is intended to be a secret door. Hmm. I'm going to try to see if I can make out the mechanism to open it from the outside. Is it like a push and then it pops open or something like that? Or? It appears to be a door that only opens from the from that opens um, goes inward, opens inward, and uh, there is no. You kind of lean against it and there's something blocking it, like a bar on uh, the inside. Okay. Yeah, this door is barred from within. And there's no like gap in the door. I could like stick something in there to try to raise the bar or something. Absolutely, like that. there is. Okay. You have lockpicks? I do. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a skullduggery test. Um, and getting a heavy bar like this to lift um, to get the door open, do you want to try to make it to where the bar just slips out without making noise inside, or you just want to get the fuck inside? Uh, I'm kind of in a hurry. I'm just going to do it the dumb way. <laughs> it's going to be challenging skullduggery. Okay. All right. So that's going to be 45. It's a success with a three. Okay. You hear this clattering sound inside, and you press the door inward? Mm-hmm. Okay. Inside you go, and inside you are. dark room. The 
shadows are all around you. <laughs> there is no light to be seen except for the faint light coming from outside. As you shut the door, everything is cast in darkness. You fumble around, reaching. You hear the clattering of pots and pans. You must be in the kitchen. Something feels hot in here and wet. Roll a coordination test. This is hard. <laughs> Very fine. Nope. <laughs> you pull your hand away as you burn it almost instantly on an old, like some sort of boiler. Mm. For six physical peril. Your eyes begin to adjust to the darkness. You can see faint traces of blue here and there. There's light coming from the floor. It must be coming from beneath another door. In the main room, perhaps? Light coming from the floor. Hmm. Yeah, there must be a door nearby. You see a faint trace of a line, a horizontal line, coming from beneath of a door, casting just a faint amount of light in here. Barely enough for you to see by, but at least you know what direction to go now. Okay, I'll head towards the door. Okay. You have to take, you gingerly step through. Do you want to try to be quiet? Yeah. Roll a stealth test. This okay. test is trivial. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, that means stealth is agility. So, yeah, that's 95% chance to succeed. <laughs> you approach the door. You can hear sounds murmuring come from within. Do you want to open it? I'm going to listen. Oh. Put my ear up to the door and listen. Make an eavesdrop test. This test is routine. 59. Success. You hear something. Mercy has already taken the first batch of gunpowder to slaughter Pine Noble Council Chambers. They'll be working late tomorrow night. Does the voice sound... either of the voices sound familiar? No. I'm gonna just wait a few minutes and just continue listening. at the door. The back door. You hear a sound of the door of the, of the tables on the other side where you were listening through. Something's ready to come back through the kitchen. What are you going to do? Um, I'm going to run towards the side of the door where it would swing into the kitchen to try to get behind the door. Okay. You come behind the door. <laughs> The door opens and swings on a on a on a swinging like a like a like a kitchen door. <laughs> Someone comes in with a lantern. They walk right past you. The back door opens. <laughs> Outside, you see this tall, dark-skinned man, long, flowing mane of brown hair, a rapier at his waist, and yellow brocaded surcoat. I want to come up behind the man with the lantern and knock him out. It's a Beauregard. You ready to come behind the man with the lantern? Raising what to hit him over the head with? Uh, blackjack. 
the darkness, the light shining in his face. It's going to be a trivial stealth test. Okay. smack the man with the lantern over the head. He falls to the ground. The lamp crashes. Beauregard's eyes widen as he looks upon you, this assailant. You raise your finger and say, Shh. Your mother sent me. <laughs> Roll and you have to convince him of this. <laughs> it's going to take a charm this test is gonna be arduous. Ooh. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. 19% chance to succeed. Uh, no. <laughs> we turn back toward the warehouse. Back where we just were. <laughs> Alright, so uh, are we are, are we we're done talking to this guy? Are we walking somewhere else? Yeah, we're gonna walk over to the other place, I thought. Yeah. So like once we kind of like walk out of earshot of the other guy. So I think Bodegard's definitely in on this thing. I mean it makes sense. All the barrels that have gone missing have been what, from him. What gave you the hint to that? I mean I'm just saying it's it's like concrete now. Look, Lady Sabella already guessed this like four hours ago. Sure. But we got a lot more evidence now. She's right. This this kid's in on it. What, what are they, they going to use all that gunpowder for? That's that's the question. Take down the bourgeoisie. Eat the rich. We haven't seen the signs posted everywhere. Come on. Ah. Uh, I mean, I didn't see the signs. They didn't open up my eyes. I saw the signs. I saw the signs. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> I'm all about it. You hear this rhythmic clinking. Like the sounds of kettles clattering together, like pockets of coins slinking back and forth in a number of purses. As you see these five grim-looking men, head to toe clad in chain armor, carrying hammers at their waist and shields at their back, walking in unison toward you can hear their boots walking across the gravel. They're approaching with a lantern, and a well-iron-rod lantern with the light glowering directly into your eyes. Uh, don't turn around, just walk away. <laughs> no, we're not doing anything wrong. Oh, there. Hail? Hail yourself. You're not from around here, are you? The man says. You, can, you can't really see him, you can only see the shadows of them because they get the light pointed right in your face. No. Or the rat catchers. Probably heard of us in the, uh, whatever that penny dreadful bullshit that they uh, keep writing about us. Wait, don't read, we don't read the engage around these parts. Well, I don't read it either. Yeah. But, but. we're here to help, uh, the lady who lost her son. They kind of look among one another for a moment. You can, you can only see Chadwick. the shapes of their heads. They kind of yeah. look back. Yeah, Beauregard Chadwick. Cheswick. Cheswick, whatever their names are. So we were just here talking to uh, the Dunman, because that's where she said to go speak to. We're going to go over to the next place now. I'm going to step a bit to the side just so I can kind of see them. You guys are doing good work. Appears to be a group of men and women. We agree with what you're doing. Keep your burrow safe. We're trying to do the same in ours. Great job. We'll see you later. Mm. Ho, one of the men says as you're ready to leave. I already said ho. 
<laughs> you worked for Lady Cheswick. Lady That's Trapa. right. You have a letter of mark on you, citizen. Do I have a what? A letter of mark. I don't even know what the hell that means. He wants to know if we have any proof that she hired us. No? Go up to the gate. You can talk to the guard. What the hell's her name? I'm not interested in talking to Riel. Interested in talking to you. Well, you are talking to You're us. You're already talking to us, buddy. Let's go and uh, we can go talk to Riel. The lantern the lantern drops and they begin to slowly approach in unison. You can see that they're walking in military formation. The hackles on your neck rise almost oh. instantly. I'll pull out this big <laughs> giant sword. You boys move any closer to me and we're going to have a different type of conversation. As you draw your sword, they kind of fold into a kind of a V shape in a vanguard, and they draw their shields and swords with alarming alacrity, and their shields lock together. Listen, it's a short walk to the estate. There's no need for this. It's Put like your sword down outside. Five faces that way. No. Let's all go. You did raise yours first. Stand where you are, outsider. I gotta Let's validate this story now. I got a copy here of the, the Penny Dreadful. You want to look at it? it? Shows the story. I'm not interested in reading your paper. I'm just saying this is why we're here, right? This is proof of why we're here. Then we can, then we can go to talk to the Lady Cheswick, and she'll tell you. Okay. The whole story. What do you want? Hold for a moment. It's real simple. Can I speak? Sure. Can I speak? And she looks at them too. They appear. There's kind of like a kind of like a a Walsanian standoff, as they say, between. Um, between Wilson and them. They're kind of waiting. Alright. For one, here comes an absolute truth, and you know this. If you are actually a militia, you know that there's dangers that we cannot necessarily state. So, my friend here, bringing a weapon when you approach us aggressively is obviously going to be a standard response. Now, if you would like, we can go speak to Rael, the guard, for the lady, if you would need to see that. No, she did not give us a writ of mark. I assume, standardly, that would not be the case in this kind of area. Maybe you can speak to your people and mark it here with that fancy talk, but when it comes to the smeltstacks, outsider, I'll have none of it. Really? Really? Fancy talk? I'm talking plain. You're the ones that are approaching us aggressively. Keep talking, woman. Fine, I will. Lady Can Sibella. we walk and or, talk? Sorry, Lady, Lady, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Cheswick, you say. Yes. Yes, son. Right. Yeah. Bodegard, right? He's missing. You didn't know about that? A Bodegard comes around these parts often. Yep. You lower your weapon and we'll lower ours, the man says. No well, need for uh, violence turn tonight. Turn over and I'll put it into the ground. Come on. They all lower their shields and the, and the hammers at their side. It's a quick walk. I think we're trying to achieve the same thing here, outsiders. That's what I told you in the beginning of this goddamn. Yeah, one of the one of the elder men walks forward with a graying <laughs> beard. <laughs> These young lads are just itching for something. We're all on the edge. Uh, Forgive there's, me. There's plenty of Forgive things us. for you to fight. Not necessarily those that are just walking. Well, let's. Well, no offense, outsider. But these warehouses have been robbed left and right since the eternal night fell by folk armed like you. Everyone. It's not often we find outsiders walking around with swords in our streets. You picked them up the same we did when the darkness came up, so don't try to go against those who are trying to meet the same end. Oh, young lassie, don't try getting trifling with me. I'm just simply telling you now, 
that there's folk robbing these warehouses looking the likes of you. Yeah, they were doing the same thing in our area and we killed them. And we're trying to stop. Maybe you should read that sheet about river rat rats. Yeah. Oh, we, we drowned a few of them bastards out in the river ourselves. Yeah, Good. same here. They're on the same side. This is great. <laughs> Fuck those and guys. at that point, Sabella pulls her cloak back up again. Yeah. Yeah, Pull we one know. Of those right off. Them. <laughs> it's a fancy cloak. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Actually, that's where you got that from. Cool. <laughs> that's where that Zyhinder came from. And then, do we have the jar? I think. Oh, you have the head. No, no, no. We got this head to jar. It's head. It's head. It's all me. It's at the bar. Yeah. Yeah, it's the bar parlor. Oh, yeah, it's at the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a centerpiece. So, the lot you're doing business for Lady Lady Cheswick. And she's hiring outsiders, I see. That makes sense, I suppose. I think she's, you know, when your kid goes missing, you do whatever you need to do to. You know, get it done. I didn't realize that he was gone. Yeah, apparently it's been a couple days. You said you seen him around? Where ah. you seen him around? The fella's queer. Wonder oh, yeah. what he does. Finds himself the companionship. Don't take the man for uh, that kind, you see. Well, I mean, he's 17 years old. I mean, those kids, see, I mean, you call them men, but yeah. I mean, sometimes they only got one thing on their mind. I mean, the things I hear in a locker room? Ugh. <laughs> Listen, outsiders. Let's just let this one pass. You do your business. Yeah. Do what you're doing. Just, uh. Best to carry a lantern around these parts. Only thieves skulk about with light without light. Well, there's. I mean, there's enough light. You don't need it. Well. Have you been in any, to any of the other districts? Aye. Well, then you know. You don't can... argue with me. Outsider, just carry a lantern with you if you're going to go about your business here. Fine. All right. We'll keep our lantern. That's on. all it takes. That's easy Outsider. enough. <laughs> so she lights her lantern. Okay. There we have it. Are we good? Now I can see your faces. Oh. I mean, you recognize this one? Less than long arm killjoy. Tim Wolves. Sergey Fields. Yeah. Arbor Grove us. Oh well, you know they're a good team. They always give a challenge. I mean, we yeah. beat them every time, but you know. They could have a good fight. Get their arses whipped last season. Well, I mean, I didn't want to say they always in the last place. I mean, but, you know, you got to respect them. They get out on the field every time. They run hard. Roll a charm test. Yeah. Uh, this will be routine. Routine charm. All right, that's a 72. I want to re-roll that. I want to succeed once tonight. <laughs> it was like an 81. Had some, some weird rolls tonight. That's a 26. Success. All right, there we go. All right, now. <laughs> Look. I love that you're like, no, I will be a badass football player. We're all decent tonight. <laughs> no hard feelings. He oh, no. approaches and shakes your oh, hand. Yeah. You guys are doing a good job. I'm glad. I mean, otherwise you get ghost got those goons like the river rats running around. No one wants that. Just look about these parts as we would. Uh, of course. I respect that. All right. All right. Well, go about your business and keep your lanterns lit. Sure will do. He strokes his cop stash and they continue on their on their <laughs> patrol. Have a good night, Insider. <laughs> that sucks. So the one militia, the one militia that's actually not trying to kill us for once. It's interesting. So if they have a trade, would they be inside traders? <laughs> would you go to jail for that? I don't know. You're all outsiders to me. Accurate. I don't know what they were talking about. It's like you tell them something and in ten minutes they get to the same point. Yeah. It's people wanting to fight. You want to fight, too. Well, oh, yeah, I was ready to tell them. <laughs> I mean, I, know. I was ready to talk. Talk with my sword. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm not against it. It's just, uh, you know, maybe we save the swinging until we actually need to kill the person. I'm strangely comfortable with it. I mean, there's... Yeah, yeah me too. Also, I would rather try to get to Hiram because who knows what hijinks he's getting into at well, his Hiram. Well, he said not to come until it was four hours. Well, maybe we keep an eye out from the outside of the companionship place. We'll stay outside of it. I mean, let's be honest. How many plans of Hiram's have gone real well? I mean, the whole, uh, you know, fiasco with the casino and, uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe this one's going to go well. We'll find out. Oh, shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in companionship, it all it all worked out in the end. Grub <laughs> got his place back. Yeah. Beauregard <laughs> stands there a bit. What is place back? A bit astonished. Not a fucking word, boy. Stays there at the casino now as a guard. Oh, in the head. He. He stands there. Did you fail your test? You succeed. I failed. You failed. Okay. He kind of looks at you, and he takes off running. I chase him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he begins to hightail it as fast as he can to get out of here. As he's running across the gravel, and you kind of stumble over the body and begin giving chase after him. Um, so let's uh, do a short chase. Um, it's going to be 1d10 plus your movement. He's the escapee. You're the pursuer. Yeah, we're gonna say your movement's insane. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you get? 18. Nice. Well, he doesn't make it very far. Uh, <laughs> as you leap over the body and then you lunge out, go ahead and make a coordination or athletics test. Okay. This test is uh, standard for you. 55. I'll reroll. Okay. You won the race before it started. Give me a coin, please. Success. Nice. You grab a hold of his green, of his yellow brocaded shirt, and he tries to escape. Gonna re-roll that, I think. <laughs> Take that coin back. He's gonna try to get the hell out of here. Let's see if he can escape. You immediately nope. take him down as you kind of both slide across the gravel, getting a, a mouthful of white dust and dirt. Ah! He says as he falls to the ground, Let go of me! I didn't do anything wrong! Not yet. Let go of me! He says as you kind of get his hands bound up. At about this point, you all find your way to the companionship outside. Yeah, kind of sitting from a distance, like... Hiram gonna screw up something. <laughs> he's got this man a knee on his back, and he's got uh, he's got who this man who is clearly Beauregard, this young man, bound up, tied, oh, roped that was, up. That was that was an easy ten. <laughs> Wait, nothing's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly concerned as well. Are we sure that's Hiram? <laughs> I mean, Hiram, you look up. He looks like a, like an animal that's been caught in the midst of the night, like a deer ready to bound off as his head looks up through the darkness. You see this strange flash in his eyes for a moment, even before your lantern meets him. And then you see as your lantern can light passes over him, he's kind of crouched over him. You can see your friends. Hey. Well. Mm-hmm. 
This man is back and bound. Where Cheswick's son, where Cheswick's only son vanishes, as I as I thumb towards behind me. I'm gonna as we step up. I'm gonna look at his hands and see if he's missing any fingers. You grab a hold of his wrist and look. No fingers missing. So, uh, whose hand you cut off? You see his throat kind of straining like he's trying to yell for help, help. He's just no, he's no more than like literally five yards away from the backside of companionship. Oh, I'll lean in and I'll whisper to him. Roll an intimidate test. <laughs> this will be uh, this will be um, easy. I can't. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Can I assist him? I'm, I'm... You gotta hype him up. Sure. Do you have an assist? Do you have an intimidate skill? Right? Oh yeah, I do too. Uh, I don't have intimidate, yeah. so I would help. Okay. But I don't have it. And you'll gain one corruption. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Uh, I'll take the thirty-eight. That's a success. Okay. All right. <laughs> He kind of stops. Oh, it's... It was so tasty. No, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so... Well, they're in there. Who's in there? The ones that that was plotting. They're plotting about the the gunpowder. They're they're the ones that's got it. What'd you hear? I don't know. I think we should get going. Get this kid up to the... Is the back door st- like we're in the back, right? Yeah. Can I see the door. person that's passing? Yeah, you see the person has been knocked out cold right no. in the front what door. What is that amount numbered? Let's do this now. But what if there's more of them coming back here? If they see this body, it's on. We got about two minutes before they come. Well, I think I agree. We need to go in and take them out. What are they doing with the gunpowder? I don't even want to know. Alright. Well, I suppose if they're going to blow up something, we might as well take them out. I mean, yeah, let's tie this one up here real quick. Anyone got any rope? We'll just, he's already tied up. We'll, we'll, we'll bring him into the kitchen and leave him there while we, we handle everything. Nickel's dog has rope. She always has rope. So we're going inside? Alright. Shh. Tightens it. Like one does with the belt. Snap. Snap. You sneak into the back kitchen. Will you take Beauregard with you? Will you tie up the other person in here? Yep. Oh, yeah. Shut the door and bar it. You shut the door. You bar it. And you bind up this person with street clothes on. No weapon. A, hand, a, a pouch full of maybe a handful of brass pennies of that. Rough hands, calloused, probably a worker of sort, mm-hmm. sunburned. Well, not sunburned, but dark skinned, well muscled. You close the door, clunk. They're now bound. Beside them, Beauregard. Sorry, I'm drawing Cheswick. Chad, 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 Chadwick. Beauregard Cheswick. I want to call him Chadwick every time. Chadwick. <laughs> Beauregard Cheswick in his fancy yellow brocaded jacket and rapier bound up beside him. Two odd fellows at that. Barnaby, you stay here. Either of them tries to get away, bite the shit out of him. <laughs> 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 
Good boy. Dog is slobbering all over. <laughs> I just pat him on the head. Good boy. <laughs> all right. Well, what are you gonna do? Take the leap there, champ. Well, okay. It's pretty freaking dark in here, but it's there's light on the other side of that door. You ready? I'll wait for my eyes to adjust, and I see it. Then, yep. You first. Burst okay. the door with weapon drawn. Yep. Okay. Right behind. Are you set to swinging? With the well, yeah, that's what he told okay. me. She told me to do it. Let's do it. <laughs> the door bursts open, and inside the companionship, you can see that all the chairs have been turned up on the tables, um, save for one table, uh, where there are these you know, kind of dark-skinned-looking lumberjacks, uh, and they have this kind of paper laid out on the table, and they have these kind of little chess pieces up on it. None of them are armed, by the way. And not far from them is the aging madam of the companionship as Wilson readies his sword, ready to plow through whatever moves before him. And we will continue next week. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, so, one of reward points, everybody. Yeah. Slaughter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, start blasting. Anyway, start blasting. Well, you know, sometimes, sometimes. We never jump into things. I love this. <laughs> Kind of fun. The boss said to jump in, so. Why not? You know what? If She's had a bad night. If on occasion I don't give in to Hiram. <laughs> like sometimes, my bones sometimes you gotta jump right in, because I mean, normally it's fine. It's working so well right now. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's gonna be a social That's injury. a good one. Yeah. I think that was. That's another point, isn't it? Adam. What's that? Advance, another advice? Yep. Oh. Is that tree? Yes, that's three. 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 Is this one? Why am I saying Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. So, let's see. Let's see. Currently 2 p.m. Chaos. Yes. Just one oh, moment. Corruption, I mean. Wait a second. Move my up. This is the first game session I've had no corruption. Told you I was gonna try and be. Good boy. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So corruption for tonight yeah, is nine. Nine, 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 oh. nine. So nobody got it. Nice. So let's uh, let's talk about tonight. We're gonna move quickly through this, which is yeah, kind of fun. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. Uh, let's start first with uh, let's start first with um, Wilson's thing. Get the fire on the table. We're gonna start with you because you're closest to the initiative board. Okay. Uh. Wilson's kind of intrigued by the whole like I don't think he really understood that there was dreams going on. Uh-huh. So now he's kind of engaged. I mean, <laughs> we didn't have much besides he liked to break shit. I like to break shit. <laughs> that was, it was kind of our kindred spirit. Now I'm going, yeah, like, yeah. oh, wait. This, this is interesting. It so I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of going through the stages of these things. Yeah. Because it, it, it feels like we have steps instead of wandering around in the darkness. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I think, if anything, it does give credence to this weird dream that he had. Like it, it, like it, like it is, like like this weird 
path has been lain before you. Mm -hmm. And not in a metagamey way either. Like, it's very curious from characters' perspectives. Like, um, it, is un it is truly unusual. So when they talk about the Eternal Light being strange, this seems really strange. So if we can remove the meta for a moment, like, think about what your characters may be thinking about this whole situation. Yeah. It is weird. Suspiciously so, weird. Suspiciously weird that everything that he's dreaming we're having, like... We're, we're being tied to. Yeah. But to me, it seems like it's kind of giving us a path to solve this madness instead of... Like, seriously, from character perspective and personal, it feels like we've just been stumbling around in the dark. Literally. <laughs> because that's literally what we've been doing. A little bit of that. Okay, you know, this thing about starting a new adventure, especially in, like, a sandbox that Slaughter Pine is, is there's so many different threads to pull on all need to be tugged on and um, the choices you've made have led you to this it's not you've not been driven anywhere oh no 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 yeah, that's no, no, not no, it no 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 that's not what I'm saying yeah. I'm, not, I'm not contesting that by the way I'm just saying it's just a this is a very different pacing than what we're accustomed to as a, mm -hmm. as a gaming group but also from the character's perspective there is an un these the beats of which things are happening are, would be unusual so that's good insight yeah, and I think to that point that you made earlier, too, about Wilson's thoughts, I mean, it definitely lends credence to this weird dream that Hiram's having. Yeah. Let's move next to Lady Sabella. Um, also, but first, before I you talk, I like your Ouija shirt. Uh, Where'd you get you. that? My, my Halloween shirt. Actually, I wear it all the time. I pretend it's Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> 365. No, um... Because every day it is Halloween. So, anyways, as far as how Sabella's feeling, um, so she's kind of sitting on the precipice between both her Chaos and Order ranks, uh, which is Candor versus Martyrdom. Mm -hmm. So at this point, she's just kind of done with bullshit and just willing to throw herself into things, because I figure that's probably about the middle ground between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you know, she kind of called it. She kind of figured, the son's obviously in on this. Like, this is an overprivileged kid whose mommy didn't pay attention, you know. It, she's probably seen it before, having been, like, you know, upper but not upper class, you know. Um, upper middle class, I guess. And so, she's just kind of done with it. And she she's getting tired of all the backhanded bullshit that she keeps running into. So she's just like, you know what? Maybe Harm's right, at least on this one. Like, I'll give in to this one for once, and we'll just run in. Screw it. So I think I think she's kind of there right now with this, because, it, like I said, once again, it's it's the rich playing around with the poor in her mind, because Beauregard is the rich when it comes down to it in her head. So that's kind of where she's at. <laughs> what about for, uh, for Lester? Uh, so Lester, I feel like... Being lowborn, he's far more superstitious than maybe some of the others in this group, uh -huh. and so he's he's totally convinced that like everything here, like the prophecy, like is against him. Like like he's gonna be the championship team, like that saves the day. <laughs> like so he, he obviously thinks that something weird is definitely gonna happen. Any given Sunday. Any given yeah, and so <laughs> like it almost seemed like to him. It would like even though he like knew that Lady Sabella was probably correct. He's like, it's too simple. There's gonna be some weird mystic shit going on here, and we're gonna save the day. And that's what's gonna be great about it. <laughs> and it's just normal. 
Got to keep my name <laughs> in the papers somehow, right? Lester's been very... I would say that you've probably been the... the, the of, of all the players around the table, you've been surprising the one who tends to disarm situations fairly quickly. Well, uh, yeah. Which is, which is which is interesting, not just in a comedic way, but also like if it's a fun... It's a fun dynamic. I really enjoy seeing that dynamic around the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's made good at that. Because Lester's... He's fought... Like, that was his thing, right? Yeah. Like, getting, getting into fights every time he's in a brawl, you know, in the, in the blood balls and whatnot... Like, if he doesn't have to get in a fight, if he's not getting paid to be in a fight, he's not going to be in a fight. Use yeah. your celebrity to your opinion. Right. Like, hey, <laughs> I'm less long arm killjoy. I like your hat. Say hi to your mother for me. You know, like, he's say gonna, hi to your mother. Say hi to your mother for me. You know, here's a ball, champ. It's signed. Keep that. This is a collector's item. I made that myself. So, you know, like, Somebody might actually take offense to say hello to your mother for me. You do understand that. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you do it like this. Though. Yeah, that reference, really means, means, that reference means something different. Uh. Yeah, no. I mean, but, yeah, and so, like, yeah, he's, he's trying to do that because, like. I mean, we, we see Dr. Drake enough. We don't, we don't need to see him more often than we need to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I'll be really interested to see what happens next session. Um, just real quick aside. Yeah. Um, this is either going to be a slaughter or it's going to be... It'll be social intrigue because that's the way this team works. <laughs> it depends. I mean, it's up to you all. I mean, it, I think... I, I, will, I will say this. I think it's good to be impulsive. I, I think it's... Right, a, we've never done that. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. I think it's a good thing, too. And... It makes things interesting. And I, and I will and I will be you know, fully transparent here. The lever I saw tonight to drive you toward impulsiveness is to put you in a really challenging situation with the, the smell stack militia. Yeah. yeah. To stoke some of that. We were a little... Yeah. 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 Oh, hey, oh, we're going to fucking kill some. Yeah. Yeah, so that worked out really yeah. well. Um, but yeah, I think I think it pays to be impulsive. I think it pays to have that 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 kind of person who helps kind of counterbalance an impulsiveness. I think we've played enough games where where uh, Nick has been the leader, and like it's just about decision making, doing something, and moving forward. Um, but things always have to be complicated, and that's okay too. So, um, but we'll see what unfolds next session. Obviously, uh, let's move next to Chuckles. Uh, Chuckles is. Starting to get a little tired of uh, human beings. He's, uh, he's, like, he's like, I'm getting tired of this life. Was, yeah, uh, yeah, like Doctor Manhattan. It's too humany out here. It's uh, too it, humany. Like, just it takes a little, like, a short stint of time of some darkness for people to like fall into complete, like, mm-hmm. uh, like complete, total disregard for each other. And he's starting to like think, okay, well. Yeah, they, they disregarded us when they came to the forest, and so, you know, here we are, wandering around, where we can all see each other, and they don't take us at our work for a word, and they call each other outsiders uh-huh. when they're all outsiders here. Uh-huh. Uh, just, yeah, it's kind of starting to, he's getting, just starting to get a little tired of it, and find if everyone else is going to resort to such things, then... He was kind of hoping to see him take two or three heads off of that. That's why Ander. I mean, he did it. He did finally get. He, he tried once. He was like, "No, what do you want?" And when they ignored him, he was like, "Oh, they want their heads to come off." <laughs> <laughs> They're asking for it. Well, I think. Uh, I think you know. We're now technically 69. Haha. Well, 69 days into the Eternal Night, so anxieties are Weeks. are getting high. Right. Wait, wait, right. So we saved her three and a half weeks, almost four weeks ago. Yeah. 
I was like, holy crap, that's right. Yeah. Wait, who did we? What? The yeah, judge. Uh, the judge. The magistrate. The magistrate. Or the magistrate. Oh. The dog. The dog. The, the dog, dog that we saved. Maybe I haven't been keeping track of my days. How long ago was the fight on the docks? So, uh, one. you started on two days later, it's now been 69 days since the coming of the Eternal Night. The, the... Fight on the docks would have been about 10, with, 15 with, days ago. Uh, Dwight. Yeah, yeah it was like 12, uh, maybe 12 days maybe ago. 12. Okay. Alright, I haven't been keeping track of my days. We spent a lot of days in the sewers. Yeah. I just haven't been keeping track of my days. I've been, I've been uninjured for a long time now. Oh, but, yeah, that's good. Eh, you know. Oh, yeah, you should... We should, uh... You were, uh, favoring... I'll, I'll need you to help me track that. Uh, if you're injured, that's on you, just to be clear. I need you to track your own injuries, but remind me, and I'll tell you what day we're on. So okay. we can figure out, um... Oh, yeah, you've had We can figure before. out where you're at for, um... Where you're at for recovery. So it sounds like you're recovered. Oh, yeah, it was supposed to be nine days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're recovered. <laughs> I've been just having that injury for a little too long. Like, I don't so really you're mind. You're just favoring uh, yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Phantom we'll just, pains. Yeah, we'll, we'll just fix it now and then go forward. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of where he is. His rancor's setting in. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he tried the whole, what was my, the thing I've been leaning into this whole time, charity. He tried that. It's not working. It's just not working. Uh, so, before we move to Hiram, I'm just out of curiosity, did you go up in Order Rank or did you go up in Chaos Rank? Order. Okay. Um, once you hit 10 Chaos Rank, you're to gain Fear of the Dark. <laughs> Damn yes. it. That's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been slowly seeding this in, and I think tonight was the night I made a note, and I was like, drive it home. It's literally the post that I gave myself today at work, drive it home. So, um, yeah, the thing. So they don't clear, though, right? What's that? They don't clear. Only one track clears. They right. don't both clear. They one track clears. So that actually gives us an opportunity to use more drawbacks and disorders right. in the game now. Uh, that's an update to the rules in Starter Kit. So you'll have. So it gives us an opportunity, one, to get. You'll battle whether you're not like, oh, I either get a fate point or I get a drawback. Now it's like I can get fate points and drawbacks at the same time. Right. Uh, it's actually better in the game for the long run because it allows us to use a lot of rules that we don't. Typically, get an opportunity to really touch. Oh, what are you talking about? Nick gets drawbacks. All Corruption accrues; it never goes away. Right. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Yeah, your or- chaos ranks always accrue. Yeah, they will. Re- yeah, they'll ranks. All obviously they reset. So, like, if you look either side of your character sheet, you have order ranks and chaos ranks. And the old rules that used to be once you gain ten on either side, both go away yeah. and they go down to zero. Now it's just once you get ten, that that those go away, but the other ones stay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So characters will will accrue more drawbacks, but allows us to also use those rules more mm-hmm. often too. The world touches you, yeah. and it will corrupt you eventually. Mm-hmm. So, with that quick rules aside thing aside, uh, let's talk about higher insight. I think like with this uh, order rank or this gaining of the fate point, this kind of narratively is kind of... Oh, you get a fate point tonight? Yes. Oh, sweet. Nice. I think think what this means narratively is, you know, he's having this prophecy. He he, he foretold this prophecy, and and he's he's not only foretelling a prophecy, but he's bringing it to reality. So it's like... The fates, the gods, whoever is, you know, guiding his hand. He's the chosen one. 
<laughs> to, to a degree, I You're the god of fate and fortune is. Yeah. The night father. Mm-hmm. A fickle god is he. So, <laughs> I, I think, like, Hiram is, like, thinking that he's being guided by some higher power. Mm-hmm. Um, because everything's happening when he's even foretold. And he actually succeeded tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be right. <laughs> Right. Uh, it's actually not day 69, it's day 49. Oh, okay. 49, not 69, but you are in fact recovered. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, not 69, it's 49. I thought we were a little further. I was like, wow, I know, I was like, this is right, then I had to check back through my old notes. It's 49. We're on mm. day 49 now. Okay. We started at 28 days later. I just wanted 69 <laughs> so bad. So 49 <laughs> days since the fall of the eternal. We just wanted to talk about 69. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we just, not really, but I mean, um, so, uh, above board question. Um, is this moving at a generous pace for you all? We got tonight. Tonight, tonight. particularly. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are we, are we moving slower than expected? No. Given the storyline? Okay. No. Um, we're, so I was talking, well, I can't say about that, but I think we're moving through the campaign in a, in, a, in a pretty steady pace, which is good. Yeah. Um, if we think about like the first four sessions, it took us a while to kind of get up and spinning up and running, yeah. and then eventually like we brought that first quest to its end, yeah. fairly quickly. Um, and then we have my observation is that we have like a slow start, and then we have like these kind of intermittent pauses throughout to do things. Then we get like back into the next quest. Um, but there's it's not but it's not that there's a meta reason to drive you through these so quickly. It's that there is a bigger thematic reason. Yeah. There's a silver thread that will tie this together at some point that'll make sense. But a lot of it still has to do with your choices. Um, a lot of it is still, I mean this once again this is like a, this is a sandbox. It's just a matter of which thread you want to which which way you want to go. And that's the pace of which it you'll you'll determine the pace of the game. Like the only preparations I make is uh, you make your choices, I do some research because it's a Huge fucking manuscript, and then I'm like, okay, I think I'm prepared. Then I print up in front of me, we're ready to rock. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm pleased at the pace, if, and I'm glad yeah. to hear that you are too. Um, this will, I think, this especially because this is a different pace than what we normally run. I think it's a nice, refreshing change. Typically, we spend sessions deciding what to do. Mm-hmm. That's not the case here. Yeah. Yeah. So. We as players are making and are making different choices, but there's also a, a legitimate in-character reason too. It's like we're being really fucking paranoid. That's mm-hmm. why I kind of like this quest line because it had like a sense of urgency. Like, yes. we need to do this thing by you know the next day, or you know this thing is happening tonight. So yeah, midnight. It's like let's let's hurry up and get it's this. It's two p.m. Done. It's not midnight yet. Yeah, let's hurry up and get this done. Yeah, like Lister wanted to like search that lady's room because like obviously she's in on it. So, but we could have found some more evidence, but we didn't need to because, you know, Hiram, uh, you know, rolled the dice, came up, crit, and uh, now we got our hands on the sun. Hands on the sun, we got another one tied up, so everybody in this room we can just kill. I mean, that's 60 gold, (laughs) all we gotta do is deposit. (laughs) We will finish this quest line very quickly! Um, speed runs. That's right. Speed runs. Speed runs. Crouching God will get at least one new servant. That's right. <laughs> um, okay, so we'll wrap up here. Um, thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll see you all next week for session fifteen of 
Memento Mori. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.